All right, everybody, welcome to the Murder Theater Podcast, a week in review of AEW. I got with me Mr. Chris and my wonderful lady, Tammy. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Chris, how you doing today, hey, man? What's up, man? Good, man. How are you? Good, good, good. Hang it in there. Exciting week. Yeah. Exciting week in the AEW. It's been a big range. week. It's been, it's been a big, big week. week. Very big week. How you doing, Miss Tammy? What you got I there? I'm feeling great. Yeah, you got, oh, your, oh, oh. You got your Christmas christmas cheer going and everything i got like my that. christmas cheer all right <laughs> nothing like some enthusiasm so there's a lot to go over we got you know the whole week of dark we lot. got dark elevation we got the 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 mega matches on dynamite we got everything going on in rampage you got the debut of hook which i'm excited to talk about <laughs> like everybody's excited to talk about hook of course you know yeah. a lot of mind-blowing guys- things What's that? Before we get too far into that, did you guys see that promo picture they put out with the old uh, Hook video cover where they superimposed their faces on? Yes, I thought, I that, thought was that was beautiful. very, very funny. So, beautiful. all right, man, let, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. We're going to go Dark Elevation. Let's start with Dark Elevation. The first match was Riho. We're seeing a lot of Riho these days. Riho and Angelica Risk. I like the Angelica yeah. Risk, man. I think she's got I think some stuff. And, and Angelica. Angelica. And Helica, yeah, sorry. And Helica, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardon yeah, me. Uh, she's, uh, she's, I, I don't remember seeing her before now. I don't know if she's like brand new, but she's actually not bad. I was kind of a little skeptical because she does that little twerking butt bomb thing. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Okay, that's so. And then I started to respect it. I'm like, wait a minute. That's actually kind of a cool gimmick. Like nobody <laughs> does that. And probably right. a lot of people have wanted to, but nobody's had the ball so far. Right. So good for her, man. I, yeah. I like it. I'm here for it. I, I hope they use her more because I think, you know, the thing that worries me is, man, you know, Kira Hogan came out like that. She came out all sassy and spicy. And then all of a sudden they kind of buried her and she's not around yeah. very much. And I thought she was a well, great wrestler, number one. And she had a great personality. So many people on the roster right now, though. They, 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 you know, there's only so much TV time to go around. Yeah, I mean, what do you think, Tammy? How are you feeling on her? I thought she was fun. I always like when people come out with energy. It makes me remember them. So yeah. a lot of the new yeah. people that that come on, Dark and Elevation, they don't always have enough energy. That's their chance to be seen. So you got to just come with it all. And I feel like every single time she comes out there, she gives it her all and she's memorable. And so I really had a lot of fun watching her and I look forward to seeing her again. That's like my type of... Like when the women come out and they have a lot of personality and they're popping, I love it. So more yeah. and more, I'm, I'm all about it. The twerking doesn't, I don't mind it. I think it's hilarious and fun and it works. Yeah. It works. It's great. And it, you know, obviously, you know what? go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say AEW right now, they're, they're still trying to get this whole women's division thing together. Um, I think anybody that they can throw in the mix at this point is going to be beneficial. But when you've got people that have actual talent, and I feel like that girl could probably talk some because she talks mm-hmm. a lot of trash in the ring and she talks to the audience and stuff. I want to see what she does with a microphone. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great point. I would love to see that too. I felt the same way when I saw her talk and smack that her promos might be fun. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, this is just a, a, as far as Rio is concerned, this is just kind of like getting her into the light seat because they're trying to set up this whole Britt Baker thing. And so I'm, a, I'm not a hundred percent though. Is, She's okay. So we actually saw her later on again in the same week, but Riho was like a little slow moving in this one. I don't know what was going on with her because normally she's like pretty spot on with timing and everything. It seemed like the timing with her 
and Angelica might have been a little bit off. I don't know if there was like a communication thing. Maybe they just didn't lay out the spots right, but it didn't feel very cohesive. Yeah. So it seemed like it was kind of dumpy and slow in parts, but it kind of picked up there towards the end. Riho's a fantastic performer, though, and we saw that later on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that match with her and, and Britt again. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, you know, who knows how that women's division is going to flesh out? Who knows what Tony Khan's got in his head about that? Uh, well, I'd like to interject into that as a woman and talk about that because I think it's also important to kind of tell people where we're coming from in our journey with pro wrestling. For example, Chris seems to have really been into pro wrestling consistently for many, many years where you were younger and now coming back into it. And I'm the newest. So I'm like less than a year into the, my enthusiasm for this art form. And one of the things that drew me personally in is because I had, I somehow came across some information talking about AEW, how they were really trying to push uh, women uh, and pay them the same and try to develop a, a women's division that was strong and also the diversity aspect and all these things that I felt that people like me didn't go all in and wrestling pre- previously because we didn't feel that it like we were uncomfortable with some of the elements of it. And so for me, I'm in a women's group that is AEW women's group online. And there is a huge enthusiasm for all of the wrestlers, male or female, from that group, but it's really important for us because we're out here, we're really trying to cheerlead this whole AEW on, and they can't let us down. Like, we, we, we yeah. deserve to have strong female division just as much as the male division because we support both, and we also have money and buy merch. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I think that's part of what's exciting about AEW anyway is the fact that you get everything you don't get from other shows uh and other networks it's 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 a lot like watching the indies on tv uh the indies it's been that way for years you get a little bit of everything on the indies but now to see everybody kind of in this really well done really well produced high quality show and to have everybody catching spotlights i think it's it's long overdue really uh because there's been women out here and every listen people of every race that you can imagine Every, every type of individual you could picture has been done. It's all been out there for decades. It's just not been on TV. So the fact that all these unique people are finally getting to show their personalities on TV and actually show what professional wrestling really looks like from all the different spectrums and all the different points of view, it's absolutely, it, it's mind boggling that it's taken this long because there's been so much stuff that people missed over the years that just because it wasn't out there where everybody could go easily find it. And now it's right there at your fingertips. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like revolutionary in a way. And I think that's why AEW is so exciting. No, absolutely. I agree. I agree. So when do you think they're going to throw the intergender matches in? Cause I know that's big in the Indies. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of tricky. Cause that's still, I mean, that's really common in Japan too. Like they don't, they don't, you don't even, Gender's not like a, like a, it has nothing to do with whether or not you're in a match. You know, it's competitor versus competitor. It doesn't, there's no stipulations as to who you can or can't fight. And I think that's just weird in the U.S. still, just because 
there's been so much on the end of people not wanting to see men hitting women and and you know you get the you get a lot of groups saying well you can't do that and it's this and that it perpetuates domestic violence and all that stuff same can be said the other way around and and quite honestly nobody's watching professional wrestling thinking this is really really real that's a shame you know nobody's looking at it like that this is all we're all letting our suspension of disbelief go here. And if anybody's, you know, if anybody's hurt by watching a guy like pretend to hit a woman or watching a woman pretend to hit a man or a man hit a man or a woman hit a woman or anyone else, they're, they're, they're missing the point here. I think they have to look at them as competitors and as characters that they're, that they're portraying more than it's just what they're doing. Yeah. If you watch a movie, if you watch a play, those things happen. Those are characters. Those are roles. Those, there's a part to play there. And I think everything has a place. And I think intergender matches are going to be fantastic if we can get past that curve. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of people I already want to see. And there's some non-binary uh, wrestlers. Yeah, and exactly. So where do they go? You know, which, which division? You know, right. That, so. They, they should be able to fight anybody, and so should anybody else. Exactly. It should be about, like, the ability. It's about the performer and the fight. It has nothing to do with what you choose to do in your free time or who you were born as or who you chose to become or any of those other things. If you're a performer, you're a performer. Mm-hmm. You can go out there and be whoever you want to be. Who cares? Absolutely. Yeah. Put on a show, and I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. So let's check out that second match. That second match uh, on dark elevation. Second match was great. we got Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson versus kind of like a, that was sort of a nightmare factory kind of a mishmash, wasn't it? It was I mean, Cesar Bonino, Peter Avalon, J.D. Drake. First of all, I love Peter Avalon. He cracks me up, dude. Peter Avalon's so fantastic. That guy is so talented. He's so funny. Uh, and he's really funny, man. The, the like the emotions and the faces he makes, he makes some of the best faces I think out of anybody on AEW's roster currently. Absolutely. But hands down, Dustin Rhodes is the best technical wrestler in AEW, yeah. I think. Period. Well, he's got the most experience probably out of the whole company. He's just so smooth. He knows those moves so well. I mean, when he executes him, he never, never hesitation, no stutter, no nothing. He's just right on the ball, man. He just kills and it. He's every so time. good because hey, you could you could put a rookie in with Dustin, and he will make them look like a million bucks because he knows how to lose. You know right. what I mean? He knows how to, he knows how to sell really well, and he knows how to bring it. Yeah. There's not there's not really much the guy can't do, and he's great with psychology. He understands how to pace a match. He understands what looks good and what doesn't look good. He understands that doing too much of something isn't necessary. There's a lot that he brings to the table, and I I think they were absolutely. I, I I don't know how much he's getting paid, but I hope it's a lot, man, because he deserves it. He's had a really long career and he's gotten treated kind of trashy for most of his big career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really hope he's getting what he wants now. And I hope this is like a, a second chance at like real life for him, because like I said, he, di- he didn't get a good deal the first time around. So I'm happy to see him. I'm happy to see him getting showcased. I'm happy to see younger talent working with him. Um, he's He's absolutely fantastic. He reminds me a lot of his dad, too. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that match, Tammy? Do you remember that one? I think what's going to happen is I am going to struggle to remember all the details from the whole week. So I only vaguely kind of remember that one. And I really, who stood out to me was Avalon coming out, uh, prancing around. Well, and I'll tell you, man, 
poor Brock. Brock, he looks, I mean, he first of I think all, he's past the curve, man. Look, he needs to get a new outfit because he looks like a giant baby, like, like, like a cartoon baby. Yeah. All they're doing, the last two times I've seen him fight, he has just gotten pummeled, pummeled by, yeah. I mean, I think his dad was like, make him pay his dues or something because, man, yeah. that kid is taking a beating like yeah. every time he's been in the ring. I think he's yeah. a good wrestler. He's got great enthusiasm. He's got to refine his gimmick. He's got to get a little bit better. Um, but he's, he's a character, a period. Because right now, he's really not a character. He's no. just Arn's kid. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's not as fun to watch. He needs to develop yeah. the performance part of the wrestling. Yep. And, he needs a little bit of personality. And that's something Dustin could probably help him with, too. Yep. yep. Big Shoddy. We need to see more Big Shoddy. Shoddy's got to get some better matches. He's super athletic. He's a super... Super talented guy. He's, I mean, I think he's going to be eventually a future star, but he's just so young. These guys are so young now. It's just like, yeah. he needs some time. He needs some time in the ring, but he's just a great athlete. I like big shot. Yeah. You know what? I'll take these young guys and girls over the old farts still in the ring that shouldn't be anymore any day of the week. Yeah. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot worse when you watch the older guys who've been around and been around again that are out there and they look like they hurt every time they move. Yep. Give me the young kids, man. Yep. How about you, Tammy? What do you think? I think he has so much energy and exuberance and uh, brings like a really happy feel into the ring. And I definitely, I think the, the crowd always loves him and it's always a lot of fun. And I have no doubt that he's going to go very far. And I feel like people always calling his name and rooting for him in the audience. It's fun. Yeah. Yep. Our match three, it was Brian, my boy, flying Brian Pillman. Against Serpentico. That was just, I mean, I don't know, you know, Serpentico. That's a great match. It's a great match, but Serpentico is definitely the comic relief of, of every match he's in. I mean, that guy just gets paid yeah. because he's beaten. <laughs> yeah. He has a cool entrance, though. He does. I don't really get the whole, like, like the, yeah. the weird Spider-Man move with, like, the things that shoot out. I don't, like, it's cool, but it looks really cheesy. Yeah. The camera angle, though, at least that looked cool. Like, they kind of had the big shot of it. Um, yeah, man. That's kind of their vibe, though. Like, it's kind of the vibe of serious but silly. You know, I mean, Luther listen, always screaming all the time and all that stuff. It's like, you when, know, that's kind of their gig. When you got somebody like Serpentico, though, that is really talented, and there's kind of too much cheese put on top, you, you're kind of, it's almost undermining what he can do. Uh, you, you kind of limit the success for somebody when you give them a goofy gimmick. Yeah. And his suit's pretty cool, yeah. but it's like they just need to get him a little bit more serious in there so he's actually viewed as a real competitor. Gotcha. What's your thoughts, Tam? I'm a thousand percent behind Chris that I just feel like he's like a clown when he comes in and it's just a clown show. And that's all that's really going to be going down. And I don't, and he, I like him better with Luther right now when they're like tag teaming together. They like, even though it's still a clown show, it's some interesting clowning going on with him being used as the weapon and all of that. So I agree. I think like, we'll see what the future brings. I don't mind watching Serpentico, but not tops on my list because I, I don't, I really don't take it too, too seriously, but we need those moments. So it's okay. Flying Brian. I love Flying Brian. I mean, I think they need to use him oh, more. Yeah. They, they need to develop his character more. He's, you know, you know, watching the dark side of the ring. Blonde gimmick. What's that? 
they're still doing the varsity blondes thing i guess it's it's kind of a generic gimmick though it's like they you know they got the varsity jackets julia comes out with them she's the cheerleader yeah there's only so far that can go i agree you know if and he's going to be a great singles competitor someday, but he's still so young and so green. It's it's like a lot of the other guys where it's like they just need more time and it's going to get there. It's just a matter of what's going to work, what's not going to work. Well, you know, they they hooked that thing from the blondes from when his dad was was out there with Stone Cold yeah. at that time. And so yeah. it's like they're trying to carry that on, which I get. That's cool. But, man, I just well, think that was that, that was what the Hollywood blondes. Yeah, the Hollywood blondes. Filming in Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve Austin, Way back yeah. in the day. And it's yep. like, you know, I think that I think that those two guys are so good. I think Griff is so good. And I think Brian is so good. It's just like, you know, they got to push them a little bit more, man, because I just think they're that they're they're yeah. so fun to watch in the ring, man. That, those I guys. always forget how tall Griff is, too. Yeah. Like he gets in there and then you don't realize until he's in there with somebody else. Like, wow, that really is a tall guy. Yes. Very tall. All right, man. Match four. We got QT Marshall. I just wanted to go circle back to that real quick and say yeah. that um, I think that Julia could be doing a lot more as uh, I think because well, of her skills in the cheerleading world, those can be used in that ring in so many cool ways. And I don't think she she's in the ring enough and, and, and her being in the ring a little more, especially after that controversy with like Caster and everything, they could have really had fun with that like she never really got true revenge like it shouldn't be about the the two dudes fighting a match on, for her it, she should have been able to like kick him in the head or something once and i thought that right. would have been like really cathartic for us all and we could have had fun with that but she never really got any revenge on that and they didn't give her that opportunity for that storyline to kind of have a little bit more fun it's like they they use that storyline I loved when they came back from that. It was a lot of fun, but like they forgot what really got them into hot water. What is yeah, the I, I, that's acc the acclaimed? Oh, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, fuck those fucking guys, man. Uh, <laughs> no, really, I don't, I don't like them at all. I don't. I don't like Caster. I think it's there's one thing to do the whole like, oh, I'm gonna be edgy when I go out there. There's another thing to be a piece of shit. So. Uh, we'll talk more about him later and we're actually we're going to circle back to julia hart again i'm sure you guys remember this from wednesday so yeah we'll get there too um, we'll get there yes, too i think i mean i think you're absolutely right she definitely needs some more screen time but she's also really young i think she's only like 19 or 20 right yeah she's, she's super 20. young yeah. yeah 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 so right now the fact that they're letting her get out there with somebody else somebody else has taken most of the light off of her that's actually kind of a good thing because it gets her that exposure but it also keeps her fresh so when she is a little bit more ready and they do bring her out, maybe she can do some of the really cool stuff. Very good, very good. So match four was QT Marshall, Anthony Agogo, Nick Camarado, Aaron Solo. Factory. The it's, factory. A, it's a squash match. That's all this was. It That's was all it was. Match. Well, it, it was, was just to get Agogo over. He's back. He's not injured anymore. He came back and now he's going to kill everybody, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A go that was just the, the prop up for a go-go saying, hey, here he here he comes. He's back in the game. Yeah. But you yeah. know, let's move on. Uh, Don't you get know, me wrong. Like, I love the guy. He's awesome. He's a great boxer. I was excited when he came over. I I wasn't totally on board with the program he had with Cody, but if anybody was gonna get him over right, Cody was gonna do it. Mm -hmm. There was some weird stuff that happened with that. Like, I don't know if you guys were watching back then when they did the whole weigh-in thing and everything. You that saw was the kind of a shit show with uh uh paul white 
Yeah, yeah. And he's like, couldn't get the scale working. So that wasn't great. Um, yeah. But I'm excited to see Gogo back. I think he's going to be big in 2022 for sure. Okay, cool. What are your thoughts, Tammy? I don't have any thoughts. On him? Okay. Well, let's move on then. Match five, Rio Mizunami and Abaddon versus Emi Soccer and the Bunny. Thought this was the best match of the night. It was I great. Really thought it was the best yeah. match of the night. I mean, why they don't have Abaddon in every week is beyond me because I just think that she is pure entertainment. She, 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 she keeps the kayfabe going no matter what. And I think she's got skills. And yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy watching those matches with her, man. Well, I mean, her gimmick is love it or hate it. You know what I mean? Right. Not everybody's going to be on board with it. And I can understand it. Like, it's a little outside of the box for anybody who's not used to that kind of imagery. Right. That sort of character. Right. But, I mean, obviously for all of us, we've seen people acting like that for decades. So, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> now, you, you get other people that don't necessarily, like, listen to the harder rock side of music. They don't watch horror movies, whatever. They don't necessarily get, like, some people can't even stomach watching a horror movie. So, how are you going to watch somebody in a ring that's covered in, like, weird blood and crazy eyes and her hair's all wild. She moves around different, you know. Yep. It's not for everybody. But, that's man, true. is she good. She's so Dude, good. Is she good? I love her. She's one of my absolute favorites. I, it is always fun. It's got so many different things. It's got the she's got the look. She's got humor. She just like Rafe said, she has the skills. And I love the way that the other wrestlers were reacting to her too. That was even yeah. more fun. You know how they that was being legit like, ah! kind of nervous, and I loved all of that. So I like, loved every single thing about that. Like even her tag partner was yeah, like yeah. looking like like yeah. scared of her man that, that was the funny part i was like oh that that's awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, that was the best part when they got to the end you know and mizunami's looking at her like okay we won but uh, i'm not gonna really celebrate with you i'm gonna stay over like that those little pieces of character detail amazing absolutely yeah. and they put abaddon uh, when you put abaddon over like that she's gonna have more mystique and more appeal so it's cool that they all are like willing to get on board and emote that way for her. I, th I think it's dope. I think she's going to do other cool things in the future. I just hope that they don't use her only as an enhancement. Yeah. Because right yeah. now she's not really she's not really looked at as an actual competitor. She's kind of thrown in with somebody else to make them look better. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Match six was Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Brandon Tate. That was just kind of like uh, probably keeping those guys loose for their next match. Not much to talk about there. We know how great Jungle Boy is and Luchasaurus. We'll get into like the bigger matches with them talking about them. But you know, you know what I will say though? I will say this. Um, yes, obviously, Jungle Boy's so over. Lucha, I mean, Luchasaurus is amazing. Jurassic Express as a whole is awesome. I don't know where Marco Stunt is right now. I miss him. Um, mm -hmm. I, th I think he had like a hamstring injury a while back or something, but I thought that was all healed up. I don't mm -hmm. know. I want to see him back, but. I just wanted to say those Tate twins before we move on from this. Yeah. Those guys were talented. They looked really good. They made Jurassic Express look even better than they already were. And they had these like cool little things where they were yelling. Mm -hmm. Like they were, they were doing these like high pitched screams when they would get thrown around. It's not often you hear the guys do that. I thought that was, I thought that was a really cool little piece of uh, something different to kind of separate them from every other jobber on the roster. That's true. I like when the jobbers do try to entertain and just didn't just keeping their mouths shut and just trying to make, struggle through a match. Because sometimes those jobbers, man, they look like they're just trying to struggle through a match. 
and they're not worried about their performance. They're more, they're more, yeah, I'm just about, getting my check. Go yeah. ahead, do whatever. Yep. Yeah. No, man, that's your time. That's your time to shine and get a little notice for your future career. Yeah. Got to make the most of those moments. And that's another thing, too. AEW still needs more tag teams. Yeah. So instead of throwing two random people together, which we saw a few matches in, in, in the rest of Elevation and in Dark the following night, where it was just kind of, it almost looked like slapped together, like great value versions of wrestlers where they're like, mm, let's put you guys together. We'll call you a team for tonight. Right. I, I, they were cohesive. You know what I mean? The Tate mm-hmm. twins were, they looked the part, they acted the part. I thought they were cool. And we need more tag teams because right now the tag team division's kind of the same couple of teams every week. It really is. And I, I want to get into that, too, with that Lucha Brothers FTR bullshit. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so then the next match was your favorite boys, the Acclaimed. And then Carly Bravo and Sean Dean. Now, Carly Bravo and Sean Dean could, they were be, also very, cool. they could be a very good tag team. Tammy really likes yeah. uh, Sean Dean, Captain Sean. I do. I don't I know like enough Captain about Sean. those guys. I don't know enough about them. I feel like they've got some serious experience under their belts, though. They definitely look polished. And they had like a full gimmick. They looked, they looked like, you know, they looked like they've been together for a while. Right. I enjoyed those guys. Yeah, I think they're good. I think they've got a good future. I hope Tony Khan uses them more so that we can see them more often. I mean, I've, we've seen, I think we saw when we went and um, we saw Sean Dean when we went to our first AEW match live. He's, he's great live, you know. Um, so I, I'm hoping that what can you say about the acclaim? The acclaim is the acclaim. They're they're there to piss you off. I mean, so if they're pissing you off, they're doing their job. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's like it's good to get heat when you're a heel. Like you have to get that heat. You have to get people mad at you. It's another thing to get that like we're so obnoxious. You don't want us on TV. Like I don't even love to hate them. I just don't like watching them. I don't like listening to Max Caster talk. That other guy with his. <laughs> it's almost too much man like they 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 need to slow down just a little bit and maybe realize what kind of impact they can have and really put some more thought into what they're doing because right now it seems like max is writing his rhyme right before he goes out the other guys just insert city name here says the same thing there's no real there's no personal touches and it's always like the cheap heat like when he's doing this it's always about the team for where they're at and whoever's in the ring is a bitch and blah. It's come on, man. You could do better. If you're going to rap on TV, it's got to be worth it. I definitely think the raps are terrible, but I like Bowen a lot. I really do. I think him on his own when, when Caster was gone, I w- like when he got to do matches, I think he's extremely talented. And I almost felt bad for him that he got caught up in all that controversy. And so like, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't really that affected by the controversy. I just think they're missing the mark. It's like when people are trying to be funny and they just don't, they don't have the wit for it. Like you were saying. Yeah, it's like really hanging do, fruit. Like the really good burns and went for the cheap burns that are super outdated in this era that we're in. But yeah. I do, I don't, I, I do like them as heels better than some of the other attacking. So I don't, I definitely don't dislike them as much as you do, but the feedback that you have I think is really valid and when you put it that way I can totally see you know I can totally get behind what you're saying but I really especially like Bowen just because I think I think he could probably do a lot Uh, he has a lot of football background and all of that you know yeah don't get me wrong like they're they're both great in the ring they're both great workers I just the character thing bothers me because I want more from them 
they're mm -hmm. not they're not they're not giving me what they can you can mm -hmm. you can see there's more potential there than what they're offering right now all right man let's uh let's move on to dark tuesday night tuesday dark. night Tuesday night was cool, man. Um, you know, they're pushing Lee Moriarty, which I like. Mm -hmm. They had him against Mysterioso, which I found out I didn't know, but he's a, he's like a New Japan wrestler, wasn't he? Yeah. For a while? Yeah. And I um, think he did a couple different companies in Japan and maybe even some stuff here in the States. Okay. He's not new. He's not new. I know that. They, they kind of titled him, and then I did a little bit of research on him. And, um, you know, I think uh, – He's pretty good, man. It was pretty good. I like Lee. Right. I like Lee. Um, I think Moriarty's got cool. Potential. Um, I think Lee's got to kind of refine his gimmick, just like a lot of the young guys do, anyway. But you know, that's my thoughts yeah. on that. What do you think, Tammy? Didn't stand out super a lot for me, so I, I'm not going to waste any airtime on it. Um, you know, I I always do enjoy seeing Lee, uh, but I just don't. There was just no real big opinion. Uh, I barely remember it. It was an okay. I'm going to be the one to remember the least because I'm not making notes along the way. It was all right. It seemed like it was kind of thrown together. It didn't really have any psychology. There was no real payoff. It was okay. I mean, the flatliner was great for the pin at the end, but. Oh, wait. You know. I wrote down a Tammy quote from this first match. Oh, shit. Wasn't a very good fight. <laughs> it was awkward. That's what she said. Yeah. Same. I mean, I think that really sums it up, though. I mean, I was it sitting does. there writing notes, and that's what she said. So I was like, I'm going to write this down. <laughs> that's that's perfect. <laughs> so it was pretty much. Match two, I like I mean, I like Leo Rush, man. I think Leo, Leo Rush, Rush man of the hour. I'm telling you. And that, that guy. I'm excited about Leo. I'm very excited about Leo Rush. He was fighting Rio, Rio, I think his name was. That guy's got yeah. good moves, and it was Rayo, a good match Rayo, for him. something like that. Rio, yeah. like it was a good match for him, and it's like I think they got to get, I think they got to get Leo wrestling more so people can see him more because to well, see how stop retiring, right, and see how good he is because he's so fast. And he's like yeah. a little, it's like he zips around the ring, and it's like this whole match was fast too. This was yeah. a really fast paced match, very fast. And, and so they're both, they're both smaller guys. Yep. And they're yep. both super talented. So it was really entertaining. I've been watching Leo Rush for a long time and he's, he gets it. Like right. he really gets it. Yeah. And he's great on the microphone. I can't wait to have him talking more. Um, I'm glad he's back. Yeah. I, I was bummed when he retired because he hadn't hit his potential yet. Right. What's your thoughts on Tammy? I hate to keep copying whatever Chris says, but I agree. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, you know what? I, mean, I just really, looked at my honestly, notes here. I love, I, since day one, seeing him wrestle, I was instantly a fan just because I have ADHD and I like these fast paced, get into it fast, you know, things that he, he does some really fun moves. And like Chris said, he's good on the mic. So he, he feels like he's a whole package. So I, I know it's not going to be boring when he, when he comes on. And I've only seen him fight like what? Two times Two now, times. Maybe? Yeah. You know, and I'm already like, yes, excited about so, it. So, so one thing I don't I don't know if you guys caught this, but in the middle of this match, and with all the flippy dippy crazy shit going on, Leo goes to hit this dive to the outside, and his whole shoulder just smashes like right into the face of that Ryo guy, and it looked like he knocked him out for a second. Like yeah. I was like, Ooh, that didn't look as clean as it probably should have. That and was you can tell Leo was like checking on him for a second. <laughs> That was Ooh. pretty brutal. Yes. yes. Like a hundred mile an hour shoulder to the face. Wow. Happy Tuesday. 
<laughs> oh man. But yeah, I want to see more. I want to see more Leo. I want to see him go after Dante. I mean, I want to see that whole thing develop, man. I want to see him go after FTW. I mean, I want to. I, well, we're going to see, see how all that goes too, because we got some more development on that later in the week as well. Absolutely, I can't wait to see that. Then match three, Brandy. Brandy Rhodes is back. Woo! I think she's. Trying I was to happy to see her back. I was happy to see her back when she uh, set the table on fire last week, and I was even more excited to see her back in the ring this week. It's long time coming. It's been six months ago she had the baby, and she looks great. She doesn't look like she's lost a step at all. I'm really excited that she's back. I. You know, and Helica Risk again. Yeah. We had her again. And this yeah. time, I don't know if you guys noticed the difference between the elevation match versus the Tuesday match. It was much more cohesive. Yes. And Helica had a lot more. She was able to show quite a bit more and she was able to sell and perform quite a bit better with a partner who actually looked like it looked like they really had a good plan in place. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I mean, I think I think Brandy probably went over that match a million times because, you know, just kind of getting to know her personality, watching that reality show of hers, yeah. knowing that she wanted to make sure that if she comes out and the first time that she wrestles, she wants to make sure that it's right and that she's yeah. on the mark with that. So, and that showed obviously. It's great to see her back. I don't, I can't see her. You know, she's talking about being a heel. She's talked about being a heel. I don't think she's a heel, man. I don't think she can be a heel at this point. So, what is it know. with those roses? They don't fit anywhere, do they? They don't. They're just. <laughs> heelish when she came and set the table on fire i i hope that she does become a heel i think she could become one she's a badass she can do whatever she wants that's true i I never saw her wrestle so i have no until this week so because i started right after like probably the week she had the baby so i have no my only emotional response is that i'm a mom and know like how hard it is to like get your life back and do your thing again and for her to do it i'm just happy for that which has nothing to do with her ability well, not, but she didn't let me down you know she didn't suck so i'm glad about that she does so much on the business end too like behind the scenes she's been so involved with the company the fact that she's been able to maintain all of that do wrestling through the beginning of it go through the whole part of the pregnancy then having a baby still doing the business stuff and now coming back again to be a performer again i actually was like is she gonna come back she doesn't need to but she strikes me as a type of person that's like, that's what she loves. So she's going to do it regardless. And I couldn't be happier. But yeah, it's awesome. And she's probably part of the reason because she put a women's group together for the heels. Is be- I joined the heels right away. And she's a big reason why I even paid attention to AEW because she, as a woman, was like, okay, I'm a woman and I need to like open the door and, and, and take away any of the barriers that have previously been and started a group that you can become a member of for the women. And so all of those little pieces, she's a piece of why I have now developed such a interest in, in having such a great time with pro wrestling now. So I really like seeing her back. So I'd like to see her do more, but I don't know what she was like before. So I can't really compare that part. So as somebody who's been watching her for quite a long time, you've barely scratched the surface with her. I promise there's going to be a lot more good stuff to come from her. But you're absolutely right about her role in the branding part of AEW and bringing so many people in and having so much of what we were talking about earlier being positives for AEW. A lot of that is on her and Cody too. People can talk shit about Cody all day long. A lot of these moves were made by him that made this company what it is right now. So 
I agree. The two of them, absolute power couple. I can't think of an actual couple in wrestling that's any better than them. There's a lot of them that are more popular, but they don't do the work. Mm-hmm. And the the uh, the outreach to the community and everything that that Cody and Brandy do is it's admirable. And it's uh, I, I don't know how they find the time in the day, honestly. Mm-hmm. All right. We should find out in the reality show, maybe. Uh, probably. <laughs> I like that show too. I have been watching it. It's good. So now we have match four. We got Emmy Sakura versus uh, Rio. Uh, I forget her last name. What's her last name? Rio Mizunami. Rio Mizunami. That's right. Rio Mizunami. Yeah. She's a character. I I like watching her. She's she's she's, she's great. She's funny. And she's got she's got the cool ring gear too. It's yeah. like half marching band, half Michael Jackson, and then she's got like the colored hair. I really dig her. She's super Japanese in style. I love yeah. it. Yep. And Emmy Sakura. She's just like she just. Cuts to the chase, got those moves, power, just strength, just throwing everybody. We like, will, we <laughs> will chop you. Right. I mean, she's so great, she's man. great. And obviously she seems like she's a role model for a lot of the women's wrestlers there too. So that's really cool. Yeah. So. yeah. And well, the night before, I mean, we basically had the same match the night before, but Pretty it was much. just more people involved. So this match, we kind of got to see them both showcase a little more. Uh, what's her name? Mesa Ruga, the uh, mm-hmm. the girl that uh, was um, Sakura's valet. Yeah, she's actually back in Japan now. She just left. She's like a tag team champion with a dude over there. Uh, I forget what promotion she's in, but it's her and this guy that are. So she's back over there, but she had some cool involvement. I really liked the uh, when she hit her with the staff. Mm-hmm. That was great yeah. for the win. Um, super Healy. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. What's your thoughts, Tammy? Uh, That group is always fun to me. Great time. I think it was probably one of the best of the night. I always just have a great time. Everybody has mad skills. They have mad personality, and it's just always a lot of fun. I'm all about it. We also can't forget Riho came in and and did a save on that, too. Yeah, she had to. She had to because Sakura hit the, uh, I believe, I had to write it down because I'd never heard of it before. La Magistral is the move that she did that ended the match that got her the pin. Yeah, uh, and then the, of course there was that post match beatdown, and Riho yep. came out with her tiny little self. Emmy Sakura <laughs> was actually her coach at one point, oh. so there's like a personal thing there. So now she's going to you know student against the teacher. Nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to see where that goes. Yeah, that'll be fun. So match five was a go go versus Baron Black. That was just okay. I don't even I don't you know I don't even know what to say about that one. It's just like all he did is beat Beautiful. his ass. And that was it. No, no, no. See, this one was way less of a squash though. I thought this was going to be okay. They're putting a go-go over again for two right. nights in a row, and it wasn't. It was um, a go-go. You know, they started the match. He was super disrespectful. Right. He was you know giving him a hard time and talking trash. But uh, then there was like a lot of a lot of quick strikes, a lot of grappling. It was like real wrestling for a little bit there. But then. Um, I guess Baron Black was the face because it goes obviously the heel, right? But it seemed that way. It seemed that way. He doesn't strike me as like a baby face guy, but the crowd was super behind him. So cool. Yeah. I don't know. I dug it. Yeah, man. It was a good match, but it was definitely, you know, they're definitely getting a go-go back in the action and getting him pumped up. So I'm sure yeah. we're going to see he- something. And, I, and who knows? I mean, we'll probably see a, a, a go-go Cody fight at some point, I'm sure. So oh, I'm sure that's going to come around. Back that, at it. So. Yeah. All right. So we're, now we're going on to match six, which was Wardlow Tammy's favorite. And Sean Spears. Spears and Wardlow versus what was this guy? 
Jay Marte and Richard King. That's right. Jay Marte and Richard King, some jobbers. That's just yep. Wardlow. <laughs> That's just Wardlow being the piss. It was, it was basically a two-minute powerbomb symphony, and it was done. I love, I love that Sean Spears is doing the thing with him where he's coming in at the end of the match after Wardlow beats everybody up and grabs the pin every time yeah. like he did something. Wardlow's yeah. going to turn on him any night now. And it's going to be absolutely beautiful. The it's, chairman's going to get a chair shot, I promise you. Yes. Oh, I'm telling you. That's a, more about that later because we got to go into the diamond match with Wardlow. And I want to talk all about the Wardlow shit. So we'll yeah. get into that. Then you got Matt. Oh, he is a tank. Match seven. We got Fuego versus Luke Sampson. The six and what do you guys think of Alabama Luchador? <laughs> what did you think about? Okay, so first of all, Luke Sampson looks like he's straight out of like the mid 90s. Like he looks like Kevin Nash in 1997 with the <laughs> NWO back in WCW with the wolf pack and all that stuff. He's got like the leather, like almost chappy looking pants with the yep. singlet underneath. Yep. I didn't know what I was looking at there for a minute. I thought I was losing my mind. And they finally got a close-up on his face, and I'm like, this cat is not as old as he's dressed right now. <laughs> but I will say this, though. He's a fucking powerhouse. Yeah. The guy's a monster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Fuego looked like he was going to have a rough one here. But, right. you know, he's got all that high that flying is, cool shit. That dude was big, man. I'm thinking, you know. Hey, this dude's straight out of friggin' Front Royal Virginia or something. <laughs> I say he's a country boy, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, he needs a new gimmick, man. He really does. He does. The he guy does. needs. He needs a. He needs a makeover, and that guy could probably be some fucking. That I feel like he'd be great if whatever that was wasn't happening. But Fuego but, del Sol, man, with all that fucking jumping around, he's little tiny. It's you know. AEW's got all these small guys that make the big guys look small somehow. I don't, I don't know how it happens. Well, but, here's, uh, and that's what I love about it. That's what I love about it because it like Tammy and I've talked about this many times. It's like the plausibility of someone that that small that can win is there because of the moves right. that they make. So yeah. just like, you know, just like Rio, man, she's only 98 pounds and we'll get into the hater Rio fight in a bit. But yes, we will. If if you can the the way that they they display technique over size and brawn and muscle and all that makes it really cool. Makes it like okay, that's plausible. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like that. I like the fact that you got Fuego, who's when when, when Fuego went against Miro that one time. That was in his <laughs> first de- debut, and he got all yeah. those good shots and on Miro. And when that kind of proved it, you know, that's when, when Tammy and I were talking about it, it's like, yeah, man, that's, that makes it plausible because, you know, Miro's a beast, right? He's going against Fuego, but Fuego's, you know, throws the cool moves. It's like technique over strength. It's right. It's cool. I liked it. What'd you think, Tammy? Well, I thought it was fun and I agree. Like, uh, I'd love to see the other guy come back with the, maybe a little bit more polished gimmick, but I just think it's great, like you said, like they make it plausible and you get to see what someone can do. Like back in Arlington, there was some little scrappy people that could kick some ass. So I know it's possible, you know? And then also there's your intelligence of your planning. So you get to see, you know, another style of wrestling, be successful and everybody loves Fuego. So I thought it was just like, it was just like a fun match. 
Yeah, he's a homegrown guy, isn't he? I mean, I don't think he was doing anything really before AEW scooped him up. Uh, good on Sammy Guevara for figuring that out, right? Right, exactly, exactly. And the so, stuff he was doing on BTE was great too, with like all the bits he was doing on there. Everybody was doing stuff with him for months and months and months. And to see him finally out here doing stuff, it's really cool. Uh, that tornado DDT at the end was yeah. awesome. Always. Yeah. yeah. He, he's a skilled dude. So we got match number eight. We had Starks, Hobbs, and Martin versus a bunch of couple jobbers here. Kiko on Team Taz. Yeah, Team Taz. Uh, what, do you, what can you say about them? I mean, I can't, still can't believe Dante is part of Team Taz, but, you know, what can you say? It's kind of cool. I, it's an interesting twist to it. You know, um, I don't get it. I don't get it either, but I don't get any of Team Taz, really. Like, yeah. nothing's holding those guys together. They, they don't have anything in common. They seem to be infighting all the time, which is, I guess, part of the gimmick with Team Taz. Taz was always that guy that will he or won't he? Can you trust him? So he's kind of like making everybody on Team Taz. They're all sort of like baby Taz's at this point. Right. One one in particular. We'll get to him again later. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Team Taz at all in general. I, I enjoy all of them singles. I, I don't really like them as a group. I think it's a shitty faction. They could be doing way cooler stuff. Um, and honestly, I'm tired of Taz talking for them. Like, I'm over Taz. Let somebody else talk. We get it. You're their guy. But do a Tully Blanchard. Go stand in the back. I don't think those guys could talk yet, though. I think maybe the only one that could come up with is Starks, and that's about it. He might be the only one that could do promos right now. Starks can talk his ass off. And yeah. Hobbs isn't bad. He's yeah. okay. He just needs more experience. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that, Tammy? Oh, I like all those guys. I think they're fun heels. Um you know, I'm so new to this, so I don't know a lot of their history and how they've behaved in the past, but um, I just think they're a lot of fun, and yep. I love to hate them, and I love that snarl and that curled lip that Hobbs does. I think Starks is really talented. Um, that's it. I don't really have anything else to say about it. Ricky right. Starks actually reminds me of, of a lot of old school heel guys where it's, you know, very classy looking guy kind of a smarmy snobby sort of dude that's a great character format it works well and he does it great um we're definitely going to see more of him in 2022 for sure uh dante martin though man like you said we're going to get into that some more but he kind of shined through this whole match he did I he's mean, amazing he all the time that's why i don't know why what choices they're making putting him here and there i, I feel like it's all lost right now so i'm just like pausing what I even think about it to see how it all plays out because I don't really understand I think he's a shining star since day one I've always loved Dante but yeah, yeah. putting well, him we'll, there we'll and he right doesn't now. talk a lot so you don't really know how he's feeling or what his character is supposed to be doing well he always kind of looks confused and sad to me too like yes that's what of, I just said yesterday <laughs> like he's he always supposed to look angry I think it's just kind of <laughs> oh, what am I supposed to do now but you know, so the exact same thing yesterday to Rafe. <laughs> but I mean, he did get the win here. Yeah. Uh, and as much as I'm still confused about what the storyline is, I feel like this is more short-term storytelling where we're not necessarily used to that with AEW. They're great with long-term stories. Everything has a huge build. Everything feels really big. I don't think this Dante Martin story has had enough time to really regurgitate and just get different stuff coming out of it. Yet it's 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 sort of a brand new story that feels really short. 
Um, but Leo Rush came out at the end of this to confront everybody and talked a bunch of shit. You know, everybody's everybody's going to feel the pain, apparently. So I, we get to that in the next, uh, what was it, the Battle Royal on Wednesday. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so let's move on to match number nine. Thunder Rosa versus Sofia Castillo. I always love watching Thunder Rosa. I mean, I think she's great. I think she she really, she props up that women's division. Um. She's got great moves. She knows what to do. She knows how to, she knows how to play the game. And then, you know, of course she's got good smack talk and then Cargill comes out of nowhere, which is, that's the big rivalry. I can't wait to see that match. That's going to be a great setup there. Right. But before we got to that, see, okay. I, I love Thunder Rosa personally. Um, I think she's awesome. I, I love her theme music too. She has a great song. Uh, I was a little confused about what kind of character she was supposed to be playing. Cause I've known her as a pretty much a face for the majority of her being in there. But at the end of this match, did you guys notice she kind of, she sort of went a little overboard. She hit uh, she hit a death Valley driver, right? Mm-hmm. But then she had to tap her out also with the Peruvian necktie. Like, yeah, like it was, it was Shibata, Shibata drop kick, death Valley driver, and then a submission. It's like insult to injury a little bit, maybe. Maybe, you know, maybe that's the setup to prove that she's got enough of the power and the strength to go after Cargill. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Because, I mean, Cargill's such a powerhouse that, you know, the only way that Thunder Rosa really could, that that they want to set up to win is that she's got to be ruthless, just like Cargill's ruthless. So maybe they have to kind of like showcase that Thunder Rosa ain't going to fuck around and show some of that nastiness because she's got to deal with cargo. Right. And I get that, but there wasn't enough. I feel like there wasn't enough story there for Thunder Rosa to go ham like that at the end. Probably like, not. No, I mean, but is maybe, maybe just her character. Maybe she's just getting so worked up in this whole thing that now she's like snap ready. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's something foreshadowing for the future that we could say, you know what I mean? That Peruvian so, necktie was serious though. Yeah, it was. It that was. shit looked like it hurt. <laughs> Some of that stuff looks like it's so painful, man. <laughs> Some of it is, man. Some of it is. I don't know how these people wake up in the morning and get out of bed. I really don't. Nah. How about you, Tammy? What do you think of the Thunder Rosa fight? I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. And if she rides that line between heel and face, I'm all for it. I love that. It's cool. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, it seems like, you know, I, Obviously, with you know both the men's and the women's, but a lot of the women's, it seems like okay, we've got the faces, we've got the heels. I think I feel like there's more heels in the women's division than there are faces in the women's division. I mean, really, if you think about it, Cargill's a star, but she's kind of she's a heel. I mean, but we do have some that are kind of borderline, right? I mean, we've got there. Yeah, well. So Cargill's super heelish. Like yeah. she's just nothing but heel. And her matches are quick. It's because she's still pretty green, I think. They try to make her a powerhouse and get it done quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great, though. I don't like smart Mark Sterling. That guy gets on my nerves. Uh, the whole lawyer gimmick. Hate the him. lawyer gimmick's been done over and over again. They need something else. They need somebody else out there to talk for her if she can't talk yet. Um, I actually liked her. Uh, what was the deal when, when she originally... I don't know what her debut was, but she had a great debut. Um, I forget who it was against, but she was doing a lot of talking back then. And now it seems like he's doing way too much for her. Um, but there are, there's like a, 
there's a couple of women now that are kind of, are they heel? Are they face? I want to see more confirmed. Like I want to see some serious, this is a heel. This is a face. I don't feel like there's enough of that right now. And the women's division is still kind of shaping up. They need to have some, some real kind of disassociation from behaviors that may or may not be like benefit their character. Yeah. Just my thoughts. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree with you on that for sure. And maybe uh, some more complicated, interesting storylines that are layered. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So then we, we got the final match dark, which was uh, Johnny Hungy versus Johnny Hungy. <laughs> so, I mean, this is kind of like setting up for the Danielson match, you know, yeah. getting Hungy out there, letting him know, you know, like how powerful he is. He's a great wrestler. There's not really much more that you could say about him. He's kind of goofy. He's funny. Um, he's the man, though. He's the man, and everybody loves him. And, uh, you know, I'd rather talk a little bit more about that Danielson hungy fight than, yeah, than this we'll one. Get this, to one that too. this one was cool, but, you know, hey, that's all it was, was a precursor to that. So, yeah, we, the we, one we thing I want to say about are. this, though, before we move on with that sure. is it was really great to see Negative One out there. I was super happy to see him. I haven't seen him in a while. So, yeah, Negative One. Thumbs up on negative one. What's your thoughts, yeah. Tammy? You good on that? I always want to cry whenever I see him. Yep. <laughs> because I'm so happy that they're taking care of him, including him. It's just like yeah. he's our child. <laughs> yep. He's our he's all of our kid. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought I thought it was fun. And I always love Johnny Hungy. He's oh my yeah. gosh. Exciting, energetic, entertaining, and great moves. So yeah. And Absolutely. he got over pretty good here, and it set up the next match, like you were talking about, Ray yeah. Danielson, really well. And I can't yeah. wait to talk about that one, too. All right. Now we're into it. Let's go. Dynamite. 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 What Here a great go. dynamite. It was this an awesome dynamite. dynamite I've seen in months. Oh, yeah. Long Island, Homa MJF. <laughs> what can we say? Kiss the ring, baby. I don't know. CM Punk wouldn't agree with that. <laughs> that was so a while back. I don't know if you guys remember this. MJF, he did an interview or something. He was like, you know, uh, I'm going to I'm going to come out to um, cult of personality in Chicago. And CM Punk was like, oh, yeah, low hanging fruit, whatever, you know, whatever. And then now he ends up flipping it and doing it yeah. like Punk comes out to MJF's theme. It swerved everybody in the crowd. Everybody gave him a nice, awful heel pop. I thought it was terrific. Oh, yeah. OK. I mean, what can you say about MJF? He has to be the best heel in the business and both divisions. I mean, I don't know. He has to be. I, I mean, don't know. he's killer, man. He's so killer at that shit, dude. He but look, look at the promo Punk gave that night, though. Yeah. This is finally the CM Punk that like I remember watching. Right. So to see him not be, oh, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. To finally have him like spitting out some nasty shit and talking shit to everybody in the building. It was great. I loved it. I loved it. It is about time because he was, it was getting old with his, I, I'm so appreciative of everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. Dude, they love you, man. Okay. We, we found that out like 10 shows ago. It's like, dude. Get, get it done, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm going to dive in the crowd again. Right, right, right. But I mean, that whole thing with MJF with that rolling up in the Lamborghini in front of the school. That, that was beautiful. That, that whole promo, video package. That promo was great. 
<laughs> and the narrator on there i don't know oh. who they got to narrate that but it sounded so funny it was because priceless. it was that real serious like movie trailer voice but it was yep. all about mjf being a dick basically but also being a badass which <laughs> we haven't we haven't gotten any kind of baby face kind of promos for him at all so to have him in a hometown like that as right. such a fantastic heel but to watch him get like a baby face pop right later on awesome it was amazing. It was amazing. I thought that was that was a highlight of of dynamite for this year. Totally, totally, hundred percent. MJF, MJF is one thousand percent going to be a legendary heel in the business. People are going to look back at him twenty years from now and say, "Damn, he was better than we knew." Yep, I agree. What are your thoughts, Tammy, on that intro going into that match? We haven't it even gotten so into fun. the match. Yet. I loved it. I think we all looked forward to it and we did not get disappointed. I was really surprised though, even though I knew it was his hometown, how much of a pop he really got. I couldn't believe it. Right? You know, like I was pretty shocked by that. And it was kind of cool to see. It's like it must be difficult because you, you know, you want people to boo you, but yeah, but they're also showing the love and, and and how do you do that in your hometown? And it was just, it was really cool. I and, I loved it. I and then entertaining he's so fun he comes by it naturally and he can he's a he's a pretty decent wrestler on top of it so. and then and then the whole thing he just basically imitated punk in the chicago intro like jumping yeah, yeah, on the yeah. crowd yeah, that was when he jumped like, in the crowd oh, yeah. dude. Yes. dude it was so great but but in the very beginning when he first came out to that pop was right. he pretending to get emotional because I swear he caught like a little tear. I saw that. Yeah. And he looked, he, he like smiled. Like I've never seen him smile that like where he wasn't trying to look like a cocky asshole. It was more right. like a, oh my God, is this really happening kind of smile. I loved it. I thought that was so good. Right. That's the beauty of MJF. You don't know where it ends. I mean, you really don't know where it ends. Yeah. Because so. at the end, you know, when they thought he was going to come in and be helpful, he wasn't, you know, right. so. <laughs> exactly. It would have if he would have been helpful, would have ruined right. everything. So it was so smart that he's like, you're not going to get that from me. I love that. And, you know, I knew, so I didn't, the whole CM Punk stuff too, like, mm, like if you're new and you have no history, you don't really care yeah. so much, you know? Yeah. So that's, I that's why I was excited to see it. Yeah. So let's get into the match here. The match that was chaos, but you know those it type was. of matches are chaos, and yeah. you know we kind. I, I was I I was honestly surprised that it came down to Dante. I really was. I didn't expect that. I don't know if if you guys predicted it or not. I didn't think it was going to be him in the in the final. I figured maybe Starks or maybe a babyface. I did not think anything. I did not think Dante. So I knew MJF was going to go through, right? Oh, he's right. going for the three-peat. This is long-term storytelling again. But then, we, like you said, we've got the short-term storytelling with Dante. I, I expected to see a lot of scuffling between Leo Rush and Dante and the rest of Team Ted Starks was in there. I expected to see more of that in the middle, but not necessarily have that be part of the finish. Right. So, yeah, that was really surprising. Um, the big story, though, I think from this match outside of the MJF stuff that happened at the end was Dante turning back on Team Taz. Yeah. Yes. Which is he crazy. Starts out through the armband off. Yeah. Like, didn't you just sign with them last week? Yes. Is it last week or the week before? It's been a week. Right. It's that's what it's so hard. It's that's what's cool about this. It's so, it's yeah. hard to figure out the story. It's not predictable. 
that yeah. keeps me entertained. That 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 I because I did not think out of all those. I mean, who did you think was going to end up at the end, Chris? I just knew MJF was going to go through. I didn't. They they had such a weird list of guys going into it. And listen, I'm okay with the battle royals and stuff, but anytime you put more than six to eight guys in a ring, it starts to get a little too Crowded. sloppy. Yeah, and you can start to see where people are just kind of resting in the corners and they're sort of holding for their cue. I, I I'm not into it. I like I like smaller matches myself, um, unless it's something really surprising, you know, in some different weird. Uh, kind of gimmick match where there's, you know, weapons or something like that, then it could be cool. But honestly, I knew MJF was going to go through. I thought we'd see some of the Ricky Starks, Dante Martin, Leo. I thought there was going to be a little mix up of that in the middle. And then I thought we'd get to, you know, probably MJF and Wardlow at the end. Mm -hmm. And I thought Wardlow was maybe going to put him over. Right. That's not what we got. No, we got MJF basically. But he's been kind of treating Wardlow like shit for a couple months now. You know well, what I mean? He always and has. We always has, but it seems like it's been ramping up a little bit more lately. Well, and, and that, and then the thing with Sean Spears too. It's like Wardlow is kind of getting shit from all sides right now. He really is, which is perfect because I think they're setting him up. I think Wardlow needs to be his own person. I mean, I kind of think he needs to turn face. Man, maybe. What's your I thoughts? love Wardlow. Like the big enforcer for like the good guys, like another yeah. Luchasaurus type guy. Yeah, that would be perfect. What do you think, Tam? I don't like faces. They bore me. I'd rather him be his own badass heel by himself as a single person. I mean, he could just be a dominant monster that comes out and just destroys everybody. But then you've only got so far that he could go with that. You've got to put a title on him at some point if he's if he's going to destroy everyone. And how long does he hold that title for? Who's going to beat him at that point? Right. Lance Archer could eventually. Archer could beat him. Hobbs. Hobbs. M Miro yeah, could come back. Miro. Now, now that would be something I would watch. A Miro-Wardlow fight for a title. Sign me up. Yeah. With some it. interesting storyline built up between, like, you don't know what he's capable of. I really don't know. Like, I don't know. He's yeah. There could be a really interesting storyline with Wardlow or even like him getting somehow with Malachi Black, you know, getting in his head that he goes single and then he's like got to go through these trials and tribulations with his, his own soul. And then then you got to meet the Redeemer and then it's this whole like clash of the Titans kind of thing. But does he have the chops for that, though? Does he have the acting? I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I have no idea. I wonder. We don't know. We don't, we don't get know. to see him talk, so I have no idea. I never, I don't, I couldn't, I don't know what his voice sounds like. I mean, well, really. so everybody on V. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say everybody in the Pinnacle is, is, I mean, MJF just sticks out. It's like it's like you're only gonna see MJF. You don't even realize the Pinnacle's there, you know, yeah. a lot of times because it's so MJF. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, keep in mind, FTR's in the Pinnacle. We, right. You don't even remember that anymore, right? You know what I mean? Half the time, because yeah, because they seem like just their own thing. Yeah, right? so it's like, it's like I think all of those guys at, at some point are going to break off because you know MJF, oh, yeah. and, and so will, does Wardlow have enough in in the tank to to be his own guy? I don't know. I think he's got a great in ring personality. I don't know outside ring personality. Though. Well, they need to right. like we need to find out. Yeah, absolutely. We deserve to know. So obviously we're getting this set up for next week to where 
MJF is going to wrestle Dante. Uh, I think MJF's going to win that. I mean, I, I just think because it gives him more shit to brag about and it pushes that story far farther. Yeah. Um, but and I think it's, it's going to push the punk feud along even further too. It's, it's definitely going to push the punk feud along even further. And I think there's probably going to be, and I don't think it's going to be a clean win. I think it's going to be a cheap win. I could see someone from FTW jump, jumping in there and, and spoiling it. And, and so that's yeah, that my was actually prediction. kind of surprising too, seeing MJF team up with uh, Ricky Starks there at the end. That was like, not just because, oh, we thought he was going to go in for the save, but because they really haven't had any associations together up until now. Right. So it's Who's FTW? Uh, that's Taz's team. Who's team FTW? Taz. Team Taz. That's Team Taz. FTW. FTW was a Taz thing many, many years ago in ECW. It's basically, you know, fuck the world. He's a badass. Oh, okay. That so he has this FTW championship that he basically had made, and he still has it for some reason. So now right. one of those dipshits has it. I don't know yeah. what the fuck that belt is doing in the company. I don't know why TK's letting it happen. I don't like it. Right. I understand. It's like a it's like a bizarre outlier belt. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's yeah, just like exactly. I think that's kind of funny because it's like, all right, it's kind of like, oh, I, I'm gonna bring this in myself. It's like okay. Right. right. But it, it, that's that's the problem I have with it though, is I'd rather see somebody else do that, like maybe not the guys that are on Team Taz right now, because I want to take all of them really seriously. And I think a jackass with a weird black and orange belt. Listen, I'm not a huge Taz fan to begin with, and it just reminds me too much of him. I just give it to somebody else. You know what I mean? Give it to somebody who's struggling right now that doesn't really have a gimmick. Right. Very true. Very true. But again, that was a great diamond match. I really dug that. So let's let's move on. Let's get on to the second match. That's obviously Jurassic Express 2.0. And Var oh, it's Jurassic Express, Varsity Blondes 2.0. And um, who are who are they with? Uh, so we had, where are we? Uh, it was Jurassic Express, Varsity Blonde, and fucking Acclaim versus uh, with 2.0. I hate both of those fucking teams. I hate 2.0. I hate the Acclaim. They, I just don't want to watch them. Damn it, like I said, they're good performers, but I can't stand listening to those guys. Like, it's not even like good heel work like MJF. It's like stupid, annoying teenager shit. It's mediocre heel work. You know what I mean? Yeah. At so, best. But it's nice to see they're very athletic teams. They are. So they are watching the point oh, those guys are good performers. They are good performers. They may not be great at promos, cutting promos and stuff like that. They're so-so at that. But um, I, I thought I liked watching the match because I liked watching, especially when um, Luchasaurus comes in and does clean up on that. That's yeah. always so great. Flying that double choke slam on the acclaimed was oh, awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. And, you know, just, just that is the match where you like to see, like, the acrobatics and the techniques of wrestling with those with with that group of of guys there and i liked i liked the eight man with varsity blondes i liked that pairing with the jurassic express i thought that that paired pretty well with them yeah that was you a know. really good team to put with another team they they have different styles you got you know big giant luchasaurus back there he's you know the dominator then you got brian who's kind of sort of a brawler sort of a technician 
it was it was really interesting to watch those four guys get together and do stuff and jungle boy's great mm-hmm. he's kind of doing a little bit of everything but he's still sort of in that you know what i would call the lightweight division where he's yeah. more of a jumpy flippy guy yeah I, I think i think um that was a good combination I, I would like this i would definitely watch another match with those two teams again against anybody but the acclaimed in 2.0 tammy hates 2.0 right tammy they're shit so the square-headed guy cracks me up <laughs> i don't i wouldn't recognize the other guy i wouldn't even know what he looks like or know his name no offense i just don't notice him as much Daniel Garcia just scrapes my nerves. And I, I think that he's designed to do that, but he reminds me of dudes I knew back in the day that I wanted to slap across the face. And I think that is like, it brings out like the violence in me. Like I love when he gets his ass kicked, but he's, yeah. he's good at what he does. And I think that's his whole purpose. I mean, I guess if you're a good heel, that's the reaction you want. So he's a good heel. But yeah, uh, the 2.0, the square-headed guy just seems funny to me. Like he this, he just has a comical look upon his face. So I, he doesn't bother me so much. And the other guy doesn't bother me, but I couldn't even tell you what he, I couldn't draw a picture or pick him out of a lineup. So he's getting lost somehow. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, man. So we got the Bucks, the Bucks match. Well, hold on, hold on. At the oh. end of that match, we had the Eddie Kingston bit. Oh, that's right. That whole brawl, I forgot. Yeah, but then he goes backstage, like back, you know, behind the entrance stuff, and Ortiz is there for some reason. I didn't understand that. Yeah, he was. Cutting a promo with no mic. Right. So we can't hear a word he's saying. He's just enraged and he's flipping out, but you have no idea what he's talking about. And then, of course, fucking 2.0 comes to the back and jumps him, and Ortiz is now somehow pulled into this shit. Like, Where's Santana? Where's where's the rest of the inner circle? Where's what Hager? Right. That was that was rather confusing. But I don't think Kingston needed that. I don't think Ortiz certainly didn't need it. I don't 2.0 didn't gain anything from it. Yeah. I don't understand the point. Yeah, I don't know. I think it, it 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 seemed like just just a way to let Kingston be Eddie Kingston and, and like yeah. go off and do his crazy shit that he does. Cause he's so entertaining yeah. at doing that. You know what I mean? I just wish they would have had him mic'd up, man. Yeah, that's for sure. Cause it, we would hurt he's, some he's gems. Another one of those great talkers. Well, yeah. the problem is I don't think they can keep his F bombs under control. So that's probably why they took the mic away from him. Cause yeah, that he's great. Be. Cause you know, you can say shit on there, but you're not saying fuck on that, sh- on that station. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can see yeah, Casey going, fuck you. Filter, doesn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah. I can see Kevin Al being that situation like crazy. Man. So, you know, so, right? so, but good, Matt. I mean, good setup. You know, that's going to get set up because he's trying to go after Garcia. He pulled Garcia off the thing. You know what I mean? When Garcia was trying to interfere in that match. So uh, that's, you're setting it up for that. And I, and I, I want to yeah. see Eddie Kingston just beat the snot out of uh, Daniel Garcia. I think yeah. that's going to be quite an enjoyable match. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it helped put a little bow on their feud, I guess, if yeah. nothing else. Um, but again, I don't know why Ortiz was there. That just was weird. And that's then cool. you, and then we also got to keep in mind Malachi Black spits in Julia's face. What? Is that, that was all interesting. That threw me because I was like, whoa, why? Where do they go with this? 
You know, what, what's your thoughts on this, Tammy? I think it's exciting. I don't know where it's going to go. Is she going to go dark? She's gonna... But the thing is, like, Malachi Black, you know, is, isn't is good or bad, I don't think. He's a he's a leveler. He, he brings out what's already there. So um, that, that you're struggling. He's very much like the um, death tarot card, which is ni- neither good or bad, you know? It's just See, but a, we didn't even get that whole segment until way later on in the night, though. Yeah. The uh, the thing after the Eddie Kingston thing was the FTR promo, right? Um, which okay, like it's another promo from FTR. I guess it was to set up the Lucha Brothers thing. I don't think they needed any more setup. I think that match was long overdue and ready to go. Um, but I do want to talk about that Julia Hart thing. Let me just jump to that that part of my notes because listen. I'm a Malachi Black fan to the core. I've watched him for a long time and thought, man, they're not doing what they need to with him uh, when he was at, you know, up there in New York. Um, so to see him now getting to do his full gimmick the way he wants to do it, having a dope ass entrance and doing the blackout lights, and now he's doing the black mist on people. It's so well thought out. It's such a deep character. I don't understand what happened. Why did he come out and spit at Julia? But isn't that great that you don't know? Because it's it's like a moment where you don't see it coming and we need more of that. Like you don't know why. And, and there's a reason, you know, and somebody's, you know, thought about this and we don't know why. And it was completely unexpected. And I love that. I love when the unexpected happens and I don't know what's going to happen. Now it's just about what are the steps after this story now going to happen? Yeah. What, what if, what if, what if this is all like some way that he's going to absorb her into the house of black? That would be so badass cool. I would love it. It'd be a great turn for her. Yes. It would be great. It would be very cool if that happened. I, I agree with you. That would be that would be a fun twist. It's yeah. speculation right now, though, you know? What's that? Yeah, it would be a super swerve. Uh, it, nobody would see that coming. I'm. It was just a random thought that I had, and I got excited about it. I was like, wow, that'd be kind of cool. But who knows? They might do that. They might do something completely different. Uh, I hope there's a good payoff though. Like I hope the purpose for whatever it is is actually part of a good story because otherwise it just makes him look like an asshole. Mm-hmm. And I want him to be like an asshole with purpose. I don't want him to just be a dick for no reason. Exactly. Because exactly, he's put so much thought and he uses such good traditional imagery that you want to see that used with respect and reverence. And that, exactly. you know, there's just so, and it will give you longevity because there's so much that you could do with that, you know? Yes, very much so. Very much so. So what's what's next? What's next you got on your list, Chris? Well, we had that dumb FTR promo. Um, you know, those guys when they came in, I was really excited because again, it's somebody else that came in from another company. I wanted to see them get what they deserved. They needed the light. They needed to shine because they were going to waste where they were. Um, they had kind of a lackluster debut. Then there was all the shit with the injuries. They haven't really been able to keep their momentum going. I'm hoping that now that everybody's kind of rolling again. Maybe we can get the FTR that should be the FTR. Like I, I, I'm still bummed out about the the payoff with the um, the Young Bucks. That whole feud that should have been so much better than it was. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to see the the future for FTR. Uh, but as long as they keep doing stuff with like the same tag teams, it's never really going to go anywhere. It's not this this this. They're beating the Lucha Brothers thing to death on this, and I think that yeah. that's. I don't want to see the Lucha Brothers wrestle them again, again, for a long time. I just don't. I want to see them wrestle at somebody else. 
Because I mean, yeah, I'd just, like to not see it for a while, but I got to yeah. say, every time I see those two teams go against each other, it's always cool because you get a huge clash of styles. You get the whole lucha style versus the whole like old school kind of brawler, like 1980s wrestling style. That's the whole reason I love AT- FTRs. They're just so, they're so iconically old school. Mm. Um, but I mean, how many times can you see the same match and not get bored with it? I'd like to take some time and then have them have a new reason in the future to come back and have another great match at some point, maybe next year or something, but mm. not anytime soon. What's your thoughts, Tammy? I'm bored by them always. So <laughs> I'm not that I'm never excited about them. So anything like, yeah, if they could come back and bring it and change my mind, please do so. But right now I just like, I'm sick of seeing them. I see them too much and I yeah. don't, they just don't bring a lot of excitement or personality to me at all. Yeah. Uh, what do you got next, Chris? Uh, what was next? The Bucks in Chaos, right? Bucks in the Best Friends, right? Well, Chuck it's Taylor. Chaos because uh, Trent's not there, so it's not really Best Friends. I guess it's Chaos because that's this thing that they're doing with Wheeler Yuta. Um, I don't know. That whole thing is a little weird. I don't know how many factions you can stick into different factions. It's kind of confusing, and I like that we did sort of start to get kind of a story after that. Yep. To where everybody's kind of we know who's who again, but for for the last few weeks, it'd be like, what is happening? Yeah, it's been a little stuff with New Japan. It's kind of bouncing back and forth. It's um, been a little messy. It was a beautiful match, though. It was. It was great. I the love Bucks watching the Bucks. never disappoint. The Bucks never disappoint. I love watching the Bucks. Their characters, man. Their outfits, everything that they do, I enjoy watching them totally, hundred percent. I could watch them like every night. <laughs> really the macho man stick that Nick's always doing. I love it. Uh, oh, yeah. But fucking, I, I could do without Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Cold spread. I can't like it's too spread. much, right? Like, yeah, it's cool. But like every 30 seconds, I don't need him fucking up the camera shots. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, that seems like it's setting up a lot of stuff. Going forward with Trent, with with Yuta, with I mean that's obviously well, set up that Cole match on Friday. You know, what so I mean? this match ends with the Meltzer driver that the Bucks do right, and it's right. fucking flawless. It was beautiful, yeah. and then we we got what? Uh, who did the run out? Yuta ran out. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. He ran out to do something because there was starting to be a beatdown. Yuta comes out. That's not enough, right? Right. And then we get the return of Trent's mom in the minivan. And I remember I was texting you. I was like, oh, it's Trent's mom. You're like, who the fuck is that? And I was like, oh, shit, it's Trent. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to see him. Right. Uh, so that's the real best friends. Now we're going to get the best friends back together. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go back and watch the street fight with best friends and uh, Santana and Ortiz. Okay. So good. It's epic. It's out in a parking lot. It is fucking amazing. You guys have to watch it. It's a little bit long, but it's a great story. And it's just, I mean, their performances are unreal. Yeah. I mean, we've only known since we've just gotten it, we've only known the best friends as, you know, Taylor, Yuta, Cassidy, and Statlander. That's really right. it. And we've so best not friends seen is really, It's really just Chuck, Taylor, and Trent. Okay. And Cassidy started tagging along with them. And then for some reason, Statlander got thrown in there with them. And now there's this new thing with Yuta that's chaos, I guess, which is strange. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe seeing chaos just kind of separate off and have best friends just do best friend shit. Maybe Orange Cassidy can do some chaos stuff. Maybe they can get Statlander the fuck out of there and away from them because she needs to go do something cool. 
um she needs she needs to be her own person she's she's super rad and she's being wasted right now um absolutely but yeah i'm i'm looking forward to seeing more best friend stuff trent is fucking jacked right now he came back ready to destroy so i'm looking forward to see what happens because chuck taylor's been boring me for a little while um and now that they're back together i think it's going to be a little bit better a little bit more dynamic that's cool yeah and it's definitely setting up the whole bucks sank faction against against those guys and it's i think there's going to be a lot of cool matches that are going to come out of that i think and yeah there's a lot of good matchups between the two of them and singles matches are going to be good on those tag yep. team matches are going to be good on those they might even do an eight-man tag, which might be fucking pretty cool. So you know, you mentioned the singles matches, and with those two crews, you're talking about like the super click, the super elite yeah. versus best friends chaos, whatever. I'm really looking forward to see Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole go at it. Because yes. there's been a lot building to that. I, I that's gonna be a fantastic match. Absolutely. Those two are well, well put together as far as what they could do. And I think it's good. That's going to be a totally entertaining show. What are your thoughts, yeah. Tammy? Why, what do you think of that? I whole have group? nothing to add to this conversation because any point I would have made has already been made. So I'm not going to waste any time. All right. I, I love the books though. I, we, we, we listened to the book and, and boy, did they struggle, man. And it was, I've got nice to, I've got to, I've got to either listen to that or try to actually read it. I, I'd never have time to read. Usually I can listen to stuff. So I really, I've been wanting to check that out. The second I found out it was coming out, I was like, Oh my God. Cause the bucks have such a long, deep history. It's gotta be great. Um, Tammy, I want to know your thoughts on what happened next with Ruby. So Ruby Soho, Ruby Soho Who had this back we on now? We're on this Wednesday. Ruby Soho had this backstage segment. She was getting interviewed by Shivani and uh, Nyla Rose. Oh, when she was like, her. surprise, surprise bitch. bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Surprise, I loved it. Bitch. I loved it. Surprise, line. bitch. will go down in history. So if that's what you're referring that, right? to, I, I loved it. Surprise, bitch. Yes, I it's loved so that awesome. so much. And it was a then, surprise. I thought that was a great promo. And you know what? Yeah. I love both of them, you know? So yes. I love like when they come up against each other. So that was super entertaining and I loved it. Yep. But yes, super I think I need a shirt that on. says that. Surprise, bitch. I want one too. I'm sure Let's it's make coming. It for all of us. All right. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm down. Yep. Um. So I love Ruby Soho. I think she's fantastic. I love this feud right now that we're building. I obviously we're working towards the uh, semifinals of the tournament for the new TBS championship. Yes, we are. Um, I can't call it right now. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't Cargill. know who's going to win it. I think I'm, Thunder Rose is going to win I'm it. I'm calling it now. Cargill. No. I'm, I, uh, I don't. I don't. It's too early for me. I'm calling it. I think it's Cargill. But we'll see. I might be eating my words. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Great. I think it's going to so be TJ, TJ comes in for the save. I don't know what you guys think about that team. It's kind of weird. Anna Jay and Tay this Conti. I, I love Tay Conti so much. I feel like or I Ty want to go Conti. to sleep. I like Tay a lot, but Anna Jay bores me to tears. Yeah, she just needs to stick with Dark Order, right? She's I, not dark I, enough at all. Yeah, actually, but, Dark Order is almost like a D and D group that would meet and play. But she's it's like their token. Know. She's like their token female presence because they're so masculine. They're like overly hilariously masculine, you know. That like yeah. she adds like that nice little sparkle to their weird sweaty manifest that they got going on. I love Dark Order. I love right. them. I actually love the gimmick. Um, it's like a weird 
prepubescent fraternity almost. I, See, I feel like they're D and D players that got athletic. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So but we hang around a lot of those kind of people with our teams, so that's why I feel like Anna Jay would not fit in. Well, I feel like I grew up with all those guys, you know, like everybody that I've ever yes. gravitated to is those type of personalities. And Rafe asked me what, who he would be as a wrestler. And I said, you'd be a member of the Dark Order. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> he thinks I would be Moxley. <laughs> yeah, maybe a cross between Mox and uh, Kingston a little bit. And then, um, but see, you have to have that redeeming quality for you too. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> can't even be biting balls you, you, okay. you talk a lot of shit and you are kind of a badass and you're a bit of a loose cannon but there's also some nice little you know there's there's some there's some fringe on that so we'd have to throw a third personality in there but yeah yeah for sure i don't know who the hell i'd be if i was a wrestler i'd probably be ridiculous i'm gonna um, think about it and come back with that for next podcast for you okay please do <laughs> Please do, because I would love to hear what somebody else's opinion would be. Um, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara was on the ramp. Another interview, right? Yes. This is um, stupid. I, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I, so I dug it, man. Uh, Cody coming out. Listen, listen, the whole uh, everybody's, getting, everybody's getting worked right now. He keeps talking about he's not going to turn heel, blah, blah, blah. He's already turned, I think. He's already turned, and he's just not ever going to He's never going to see himself as a heel. No, it's not that he's not going to admit it. He's going to say, no, I'm not a heel. Because he won't see it. He sees himself as a role model. Yeah. He's the, he's the son of Dusty Rhodes. He's the American dream part two, mm -hmm. right? And that's his gimmick is he's so wrapped up in this. I do good shit. I do good shit. I'm not a bad guy. Mm. But then he comes out to Sammy from one good guy to another. That was a great line. There yeah. was so much underlying tension in that line. And then the whole thing about, I'm going to get a title shot. How about that? And then as he's going to leave, good luck, kid, with the handshake and the kind of in the ear. And then he almost heads out the wrong ramp. Did you guys catch that? Yes. Mm -hmm. yep, this is like the third time he's teased leaving the heel exit. Right. And I'm, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I think Cody is a great heel when he actually puts it there. And the fact that this character might mean he won't even know he's a heel. Sign mm. me up. Sign me up. All right, that's that a good kind point. That crossed my mind at one point too, Chris, but I didn't really like, it was just like a fleeting thought. So I'm glad that you put, you know, you said that because I was thinking, yeah, he already is a heel because there's just been these subtle things in the past couple matches and his appearances that really make you feel like he's not, he's definitely a heel. But so yeah. I didn't know if there would be a big reveal, but the thing that he doesn't really know it is even more brilliant because that's really how the world works. Like when you tell someone, don't be a hater, they don't fucking know they're a hater. They're not gonna ever yeah. identify themselves as a hater. So you waste your breath with those kind of like slogans. And yeah. that, and it will really just embody that energy. And anything yeah. Sammy Guevara does is okay with me because I adore him. I adore oh, him. Listen. He's like my favorite baby birdie face, young, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I mean, I just look at him. He reminds me of like a dark haired Tweety bird. And, but he's a badass with all his moves. And, and he's, I just, I, I love Sammy Guevara. So what is Jericho? Anytime Sammy comes out, I'm like, I protect, I protect baby birdie. No, you can't say anything bad about the Spanish God. Nope. Loves no, that kid. What, is, what does Jericho call him though? He calls him like the sex God or something like that. Does he? I didn't, I never oh, heard that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. I'm too uh, old back, to say that, so that's not happening here. He's baby. They were they were tagging for a little while. <laughs> when they were doing a tag team thing for a little bit there, they were called like La Sex Gods or some bullshit like that. And it was just great. I love Sammy's gimmick. I love the panda thing when he came in, uh, but I love this kind of sort of super aware, like he's very self-aware now of his character. Mm -hmm. He had that whole controversy thing and he came back and he's like, he really does seem changed. Like he's still a heel kind of, but a face heel. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, Sammy Guevara just never disappoints me anymore. I, I don't have a bad thing to say about the kid. Yeah, what but about the... I think, I think Cody, though, with this whole super heel but delusional, I mean, you get booed out of the fucking building every night and you still throw your belt out to the crowd? Yeah. Come on. Well, this is not an accident. This shit is all yeah. on purpose. It's being fucking aligned right before us. Nobody's going to see it coming and he's going to do some crazy shit and everybody's going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe Cody did that. Yeah, maybe so. Well, maybe I do so. think that setting himself on fire was a little desperate, though, the following week, though. I wasn't down. I don't. So that spot could have been cool, and it could have just been another thing had it not been so brutal. Uh, she yeah. put way too much fucking lighter fluid on that table, and that was a cheap tabletop. That shit like melted that. into his back, and whoo! Fuck him. Bam. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's just going to be healing for a few weeks. Yep. Let's touch on Ethan Page standing up in the crowd and going So off. I was wondering when we were going to see Ethan Page again, Mr. All Ego. All right. Well, I, I mean, uh, I, I dig him. I like his character. I think he's I like cool. His shirt. I want to see more of him. Yeah. I like his shirts he wears. I'm wondering what they're setting up there. I mean, obviously, you know, they're always having that battle with the inner circle, but it's like, why did they throw that in there when Cody was talking to Sammy? It's like, it's like, where are we going with this? So I'm curious to see how that's going to develop. Yeah, they should have saved that for next week or something. It, didn't, it, didn't, get, it didn't have the gravity it deserved because the Cody thing had just happened. Exactly, exactly. So let's get into... Uh, so where now are we even at? What night are we on? I'm sorry, still... y'all. You know, I smoke a lot of medical marijuana at the end of the day, so I can't remember what day what fight happened. So you guys are gonna have we're, to keep me We're, still on, we're still on Wednesday night. We're still on Dynamite. We're now moving into one of my favorite matches of the night, which and Rafe, I'm sure you're gonna say the same. Jamie Hader versus Riho. Okay, so we're still on Dynamite. Yeah, we're still yes. on. Okay. So listen, and hey, listen. Now, listeners, just know I have listen. a license to smoke weed, so okay. don't call okay. the police. Thanks. Okay, go ahead. Listen. But listen, we may we may get cut off at five, but I can re up it, so I may have to resend it at, at, at an invite That's to cool. us to keep going. So no worries, something no happens. Worries. Well, I can edit it all in and post. So okay. yeah, this is this this match every time because I know they're setting Jamie up to lose, and I hate it because I want her to win. Listen, I, think, I thought she was going to destroy Riho, and she kind of did. She beat the shit out of her. She did for a little bit. I didn't think, I mean, I really didn't see her losing this one. And uh, damn, Riho's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that, that girl took a beat and she was bleeding. <laughs> her mouth was bleeding. She got fucking thrown around and dropped. Like, oh. not like on accident at one point. She just hit the concrete super hard. That girl is a fucking animal. Those oh, two, yeah. The, the whole Japanese scene, though, they just, they, they do it different over there, man. Well, when she jumped off the jumped off into the into the side of the ring, and both you and I commented on it, I thought Jamie was going to drop her. I mean, that was a miscalculated drop there, 
And but luckily, Jamie's strong enough to fucking hold that hold her up. I mean, 100 pounds thrown at her, so that was pretty yeah. awesome. But, um, I, I just I don't I want to see Jamie break away from Britt Baker and all that she stuff. Will. Oh, she that's will. coming. They're already teasing that a little bit. She's already getting enough of Britt's mouth. She's gonna turn on her and beat the living shit out of her one of these days, and it's yep. gonna be beautiful. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. What's I love Britt Baker, but I I do want to see Jamie Hader get hers. Yeah. What do you think, Tammy? What's your thoughts on that match? <clears throat> the Rio. I loved match? it. It was one of my highlights. I, I loved it. I love her. I love, I thought they were both, they're both skilled in their own unique way. And I loved every minute of it. And I am really looking forward to Jamie eventually going up against Brit. Brit's so fun, but I think uh, she's going to have her time and that's going to be it. We need another fun ass badass to be up there. So I think that's, we're moving in the right direction. I think so too. I think so too. I, I think Jamie Hader sells the wrestling. She's one of the best at selling everything, like selling, yeah. getting hit, selling hits. Uh, she's got power. She knows the game. She shit talks. I mean, I think she, I think she's great. So I can't she's wait to see. Somebody that I would have been hanging out with at the club. Like right. I know her. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have the same coat, so I get her. <laughs> what'd you guys think of the beatdown after the match Riho got the win and then you know of course they attack and Britt Baker got you know she got her in the lockjaw. yep I mean oh, that that's was, that's that was... but that's your typical setup to make sure that you know Riho loses that match against Britt because she's beat she's hurt she's this you she know hasn't Britt Baker has not beat Riho yet that's so right if, if she does this time it'll be a big upset Yep. But it was also because she lost to Jane, uh, um, that Jamie, like she won against Jamie, that Jamie's going to take the blame from Britt, you know? So I feel mm. like that's a setup, that, that that's like, she's going to resent her. There's a resentment building on both ends, the other for the punch or the kick that happened by accident before and the other that's match. Right. And now she lost to Rio and she was counting on her girl to get it done and her girl did not get it done. So it's just, uh, you know, building up between Britt and Jamie for, Maybe the other belt, you know, like the one that Britt yeah. has, you know. I can totally see Britt Baker saying to her, you know, like, since you couldn't get it done yep. with that little hundred pound nothing, I'm going to go out there and take care of it. And yep. that'll be like the icing on the cake. Yeah, that's oh, a yeah. good point. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But very exciting. I, You know, on Dynamite, I'd like to see at least one more women's match. We only see one. You usually only see one on Wednesdays. I'd like to see another one, man. I mean, it would be it would be cool if they could just throw another women's match and at least have two on Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, instead of just having the one's men's match, I mean, just having all men's matches and then the one women's match, which is great. I, they're highlighting the fact that we're moving towards this belt and moving towards different things. But I mean, I think we at least need two on those on those highlight nights because, man, they have well, enough wrestlers to do it. At some point in the near future, we're going to have two championships, right? We're going to yeah. have the AEW Women's Championship, and then we're going to have the TBS Championship. Yep. So hopefully that'll allow for a little bit more room in the card. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So then we get to the match of the night, still on Wednesday night, Tammy. Okay, thank you. Hold on, hold on. I don't even we had, remember we had, what happened yesterday. So. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's right. We, we had Taz do a little bit there about where he's talking about, Hook is going to debut on Friday night, All right? Right. And then we had the Varsity Blonde segment. 
with Julia right. Hart and Malachi Black. Right, that's right. And then we got into the main event with Brian Danielson and John Silver. And man, it was better than I wanted it to be. And I didn't realize it could be. Brian Danielson is, a, is so good at what he does. Um, and, he and John Silver looked great because of him. Yeah. Brian yes. Danielson let him get a bunch of shit in. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do mine, but you're going to get yours in. I'm also going to kick your fucking head off, but you're going to get your shit in. He could hear the people chanting. He smiled. They were both laughing at the beginning. Johnny, Hungy. Yep. They both kind of looked at each other. And John Silver started looking at him like, shit, is this really happening? And yeah. he's like, all right, all right, enough of that. Let's fight, right? Right, right, right. Uh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. What did you guys I, think? I... I I think Brian Danielson really knows how to wrestle and that's his gimmick. And I think that if, if you can't look at him as a character outside of that, as just like, he is the pure wrestler of AEW. That's what he does. That's what he's going to do. Um, I love the fact that he's wrestled pretty much every week since he's gotten into AEW Unlike like, you know, when you got those new signings, like Adam Cole doesn't wrestle every week. Some of those newer guys don't wrestle every week. Ruby Soho doesn't wrestle every week. Brian Danielson is like, I'm going to get on this path. It's like, he's got this way of, he wants to prove to everybody that he's going to go through the ranks. He's going to go up and eventually he's going to win the championship. Now, does he, does he, does he beat hangman this round? He better not. Cause I love hangman. <laughs> So here's the thing. I like what you're saying about Brian Danielson right there, right? Like, yeah, he's coming in. He's fighting every week. He actually did an interview with uh, Barstool, I think, where he's like, yeah, I love doing it every week. Once or twice a week, that's perfect for me. Um, he worked a really rough schedule for a long time, so this is like light work for him. And he is one of the best wrestlers on the planet right now. There's no doubt about that. Anywhere he goes, any promotion in the world, he will be one of the best. Um as far as him wrestling every week, I love it. I want to see him fighting people. What I don't want to see is him picking on my Dark Order boys. Well, he, you know, I think that that was he had they had to do that for the storyline. They had to pull in the Dark Order for the storyline because they're buddies with Adam Page, and it's a, the only right. way to get to it is through that. And what a, it's it's a way to kind of set that up and like piss off Adam Page. You know, get Adam Page whipped up at the fact that Brian Danielson's kicking all of his friends' asses. Now, I think that right, that has but to outside be outside of this one match, mm -hmm. the only people who've been elevated by it so far are Hangman and Brian Danielson. Because, I mean, Silver got elevated a little bit because, like I said, he got to really get some of his shit in and kind of – I mean, he looked great against Danielson, um, and he led him. But, I mean, Cole Cabana, she, he was a fly on the wall. Done. Yeah. Yeah, you know he's he's burning through these guys, and I think they need, I think they need to be taken a little more seriously than that. They're not getting the time on the card either. Yeah, I agree, I agree. But again, I just think it's a, it's the setup, it's the setup to the winter is coming. And well, then, you know, you know, Hangman came out at the end of this one. Exactly. What's your thoughts on this, Tammy? What, what did you feel about this wrestling match? I loved it. I love when you take someone that is, you know, gotten to a certain level of wrestling and then you have somebody that maybe hasn't hit those markers yet, but they can have an amazing match together because sometimes you feel like it's a little unbalanced in skill level. And I didn't feel that way at all. 
It was very exciting. They all did the match beautifully and everybody was so happy. And especially when you have two really strong people that everybody likes. So that's always interesting. Like what's going to happen? Who's the crowd going to pop for and everything like that. And I don't know, it just made me really feel like happy for John that he got an opportunity. Cause I feel like once it's such an opportunity to wrestle someone that is so revered like Danielson is, you know? And I just think that just, that gives, that puts respect on your name too, that you, that they thought you worthy to have to be an opponent in a big match like that. So I thought it was great. And I think if Hungy wasn't already put over, he's really put over now. Like he's super over. He's super over because, but I think he's, he's, I know he's beloved, but for him to have a match like that against Danielson, which like Danielson is like everybody considers him the ledge a legend in wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they love him, and, and and for him to have that match, and him still being pretty over, and then like almost it, it felt like it was like equal cheering for both of them. Like yeah. it's like it's you felt that tension of like uh, nobody really wanted to see Johnny lose, and no one wanted to see Daniel lose, or nobody wanted to see you know what I mean. It was like that it was that cool balance of the crowd almost like, Oh, wow. This is such a great match. I don't know who I want to win at this point. And I think that that's what made that match super exciting and, and, and fun to watch. The ending hurt my feelings a little bit though. Oh. Um, Cause you know, he hit. So Brian Danielson hits the pile driver. Yeah. And then silver's knocked out, you know, he's kayfabe knocked out, yeah. but then he puts the label lock on him. Yeah, and there's no reason to, and the ref's like calling it, and he's just yanking on that thing, and then we got to run out from Hangman. Like, why did he do that? Because <laughs> I you think hurt John Silver. You get Hangman pissed. Off. You get hang. I think number one, yeah. you get Hangman pissed. Number two, to really try to cement himself as a heel now, like yeah. really be like, look, you guys may think I'm cool, but I'm ruthless, and I'm going yeah. to be ruthless. So yeah. I really think that that's kind of like. That was the real plot. But all of it, I think, is building up to pissing off Adam Page and like really getting him fucking pissed to where Adam's just going to fucking kick his the shit out of him and pull his cowboy shit. Yeah, he came out and said, I'm going to beat the cowboy shit out of you. So he did. We're we're almost there, man. We're almost there. It's next week, right? And next week's going to be fantastic, I think, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So now we're on to Rampage. We have we're now to Friday Night Rampage, four right. match card, right? It was that short and sweet? I love Rampage. It's a four match card, yep. short and sweet. Rampage is cool because they they get you with a little bit of shit on a Friday night. It's just enough to get you through the weekend. Yep. I dig it. I like the format. Um, the first match though, FTR versus Lucha Brothers. We've been talking about it a little bit. Thoughts on the match? Go ahead, Tammy. I don't like FTR, so I was glad Lucha Brothers won. That's all I have to say about it. (laughs) I don't like them. So I love, I I idolize the Lucha Brothers. They're like my heroes. Like if shit goes down and they're like my superheroes, they fly out and they come and save the day. So I'm glad that everything ended up as it should on that one. I don't have any technical knowledge to discuss. So I'll let you two do that. Well, Tam, Tammy has a Ray Phoenix action figure. So if that's anything to say about how much she loves the Lucha Brothers, she's still trying to get her Penta one. She's been in the stores, but they sell out like it's hard to find. So yeah. I'm going to try to get her one at some point. 
But I, I had I'm to gonna do little photo shoots with them in the backyard. Yeah, that's funny. It's true. <laughs> now, my thoughts on this on this match is I always love watching the the Lucha Brothers. We yeah. we were lucky enough to see them live a couple times and it was great. I mean, we saw them do like a dark, like before they became the champions, we watched them and it and it was it was exci- more exciting to watch them live than it was to watch them on TV just yeah. to see what they could do. So, I mean, I think that's kind of where Tammy and I really, really fell in love with them. Watching them live in that live setting was awesome. Um, yeah. This FTR shit is tired. I think it's got to end. I think they need, like we were talking about earlier, we need, they need better tag team matches. I mean, the, we know the Young Bucks 2 is coming in probably not for a while. You know what I mean? Which that young that pay-per-view Young Bucks yep. match was just epic. When they won, that was the fucking best shit. I mean, I I mean, we kind of knew they were gonna win, but when they won, we me and Tammy like fucking jumped in the air, like, whoa, you know what I mean? It was like it was great. So right. um, I want to see I want to see the Lucha Brothers wrestle other people and get challenged a little bit more on stuff. And I, I would have loved to see them win that uh, the uh, the AAA is that the AAA what did the FTR yeah. hold the, the the Lucha Libre ones I want to see AAA the, championship yeah yeah the I want to see them AAA, I, want, yeah. I want to see the Lucha Brothers win that back and take it you right. know what I mean that's yeah. what I would rather that's what I was hoping that match would have been like for those belts and then the Lucha yeah. Brothers take them both and have have the have the gold you know what I mean right but I I really want to see Lucha Brothers wrestle more you know what i mean but yeah. i mean who do they wrestle who who do they wrestle there's really not a lot of heels i mean you're looking at yeah. they're gonna have to wrestle jurassic express which they've helped out in the past right then they're, they're yeah. gonna have to wrestle the varsity blondes which are total baby faces and the lucha brothers that are could, that'd be a pretty new match though that might be kind of cool to see once they get a little further down the line sure it would be definitely a fun match but it doesn't create that good and evil like I like to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, are they going to wrestle the acclaimed? Okay, well, they'll kick the claim's ass. That's no big deal. 2.0, yeah. that's kind of boring. You know what I, mean? I mean, I don't know where the Lucha Brothers are going to go from here. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. They're, they're running out of stories to tell with them right now. I do. I, I, I strongly believe that. I think that's why they keep rehashing the FTR stuff because the FTRs, are the, they're the only ones that really, at this point, with experience match up to what the Luchas do besides the Bucks. Now, yeah. and you're not going to put the Bucks back in there this soon after that. You know what I mean? I mean, the Bucks, I mean, they can high fly with those Luchas. Well, they're brothers. in the middle, they're in the middle of a bunch of other shit anyway. So even if you wanted to, it's, it's, there's it's, too much on the table, right? There's now. too much on the table. So uh, I'd like to see, I want to see some other matches. I want to see what else they do with the Lucha Brothers. Cause I love watching the Lucha Brothers. It's just so such pure, pure entertainment. And it's pure awesomeness. Uh, and I hope that they, they push the story a little bit better than what they're pushing yeah. in now. Because they're yeah. the champs and, and they should be treated as the champs and they should be highly more highly regarded as the champs. Then, I mean, I I agree. they're pushing the Adam Page thing and Adam Page is great and all that. But man, the Lucha Brothers are right there with that whole thing. I mean, they're stars just like him. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're top talent for sure. And I don't think they're pushing that enough. And I'd like to see that more. So we need another badass lucha uh, tag team to come. We do, or or maybe somebody different, maybe a different style, something else that they can come up against. That's you know just 
adversity they're they're learning another way to do things you know because they they adapt to everyone and they can keep doing that if they can find someone interesting to partner them up well with. imagine them against bear country you know right imagine them yeah. against bear country right that would be epic because it's like they're pure power how do the lucha right. brothers handle pure power right yeah yeah and i mean i, mean, I think that fun. that would be a fun match to watch i would watch that all day long so I mean, I think the Lucha Brothers need stuff like that, you know? Yeah. It, it, so I, I'm hoping that that gets pushed a little bit further. So I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, I I, I want to say Lucha Brothers, and I want to see um, what are those, the the kids, <laughs> what do they call them, kids? <laughs> um, the We talked about them before. I don't remember now. There's there's a couple of these younger tag teams that aren't getting enough TV time right now. They've got some talent in there they need to mix it up with. The problem is they're not high profile enough for somebody like the Lucha Brothers. So we've got to elevate these younger guys and these newer guys so we can give more food to the monster. Right. I mean, like your only other choice that would be a good match, but it would still be kind of like an equal style type of match is Santana and Ortiz versus the Lucha Brothers. They've been kind of like teasing that a little tiny bit. But then that they, but then they teamed up together in a match. So it's right. like, you know, uh, that would be a great match, but it still wouldn't be much different than than maybe the Bucks against them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see them, like I said, face somebody like Bear Country over like Santa, like Santana Ortiz. I think are fucking great, man. Those dudes are yeah. awesome, and I yeah. think they need more push. Period. But. Uh, to have like a big pay-per-view with Santana Ortiz and the Lucha brothers. I don't know. Yeah. No. Probably, but be cool, but I don't know. No. Man. I, don't, I don't think so. No. You know, that's, that's I mean, like you could, picking between ahead, two loves. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. I mean, you can throw them up against like best friends or something right now. Right. That's something that I don't think I've seen yet. That could be okay. Right. But that might be a little bit too much of a clash. Right. You know, and it, it's nice to see Death Triangle. It would be nice to see Death Triangle versus the Bucks and Cole. You know what I mean? That would be pretty cool. You know, something like that would be there. fun. But again, it's still sort of just regurgitating the same thing. So hopefully we'll get them some new talent. They can, they can branch out a little bit more and do even more cool shit, you know? Exactly, exactly. So what do we got on the next match here? Was the, that was the triple tag team with the girls, which was yes. awesome. Which, which they I, set up the night before, which they're building for the tournament thing. Um, so I don't know if you guys like Penelope Ford at all. Love her. I love Penelope Ford. I love it when she's on TV. We haven't gotten enough of her. Um, again, with the whole TJ Ruby Soho thing, I don't see why they're necessarily partnered up right now, but it works. Um, Nyla Rose doesn't need anyone. No, she doesn't. She, she could destroy. She could destroy all all the other five competitors that were in that ring. She could probably take them all. Yeah. Right. I agree. It's a. It's fun. I, I like. Obviously, Bunny, Bunny, and Penelope are good tag team together. And TJ, they're a good tag team together. Uh, I don't think that. Um, you know, obviously, Ruby and uh, and Nyla were the outliers on that. And and I don't I can't see Ruby as a tag team. She was I know she was with a tag team with her with her back in her other company that she was with. And um, but in a one of my favorites, AEW, I can't I can't you know, that was a cool match. It was fun because they all have skills. They have like great skills, all of them. 
And I mean, I think Bunny sells getting her ass kicked. Great. I think she's she's fun to watch because she's she acts so crazy and 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 um, yeah. she's a great heel and she's a great talker and she's a great performer. Uh, Penelope's Penelope's good too. Nyla's just awesome at what she does. She's just she's just got great strength and and when she whips Ruby off those fucking ropes, man, that was great, you know. Um, but um, I, I just don't that tag team was just okay. I mean. And I don't, yeah, you know, it's like what you're saying about we've, you know, wrestling fans, you know, who've been in it for a while now. Obviously, you guys just started watching this year, whatever. I've seen Ruby in the tag team thing for quite a while. I was so excited to see her doing this solo thing. I don't want her, I don't want them throwing her in and lumping her in with people just for the sake of building a match. Build the match as a singles competitor because she needs it. She deserves it. She's so talented. She's a great talker. She doesn't get to talk enough right now either. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to just let her lose, man. Let her do her thing. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I think that those tag teams are good for entertainment purposes, but I don't think that they push the storyline enough. So I don't know. Which, what do you think, Tammy? I don't have anything to add. I think you all made the point. So I agree with you. So I'm not going to take up anybody's time rehashing it it was fun i enjoyed it i like all those people for different reasons and i support all of your comments that you both made next match and nyla rose nyla rose with that vicious nyla bomb at the end yes and she's from our neck of the woods like maryland virginia i think she trained in like yeah woodbridge or something like that (laughs) absolute powerhouse i'm I will never complain when she's on TV. I love her entrance, even. I think she has a cool entrance. And she's a native, and so you don't get to see that. I love when everybody, like, shines in their cultures. Like, I love, like, when uh, Thunder Rosa comes out with the Mexican flag. And, you know, it's like, it's a place everyone can feel proud. And and they have their own unique flavor that they can celebrate. So, and we don't see a lot of, like, indigenous tribal people here, even though, like, we should see that more since they lived here before us. So I love that whole like angle that uh, she celebrates. I love the mask she wears. She she has a theater background and you can tell. Yep. Yeah. All right. So now we've got the big match. The match we need to talk about. The debut. The debut of Hook. <laughs> Send in the hook. Send in the hook. Which oh, I God. only didn't realize that that's Taz's actual son. <laughs> that's his baby boy. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. I wasn't that excited about it. I don't I don't care nearly as much as it seems like other people on the internet do. The wrestling I, community like going like ape shit about this. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. You know, and he fucking he uses a Taz Taz mission at the end. I don't mm. know. Yeah, I and mean he's a talented kid. He looked great for his debut match. I wasn't expecting it to be that clean and crispy. It, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely good. Why it's a big deal, I have no idea. I mean, I think all those other guys are just as good, if not better. I think it's, it's a big probably, deal because it's AEW and these fans are crazy. Yeah, they are definitely, good. and I think it's because it's Taz's kid that that gets a little pushed a little bit more. And yeah. um, but I think it's going to be fun watching him go along the lines with FTW and all those cats and, and, and maybe doing some tag stuff with Dante or doing some tag stuff with the, you know, Hobbs and Ricky Starks. And so that's going to be fun going, going to the future. Why it was such a big deal? I don't know. 
but I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. I mean, he just kind of beat I mean, up it's been a slow team. burn. You know, yeah. they've been building this for a long time. We've been seeing him standing in the back of Team Taz yeah. for months and months and months. So I don't know. He's pretty. Maybe yeah. maybe people were excited because he's pretty, too. Maybe. He's in really good shape. Um, him and Fuego was a great first match, I think, because, yeah. you know, you get two smaller guys that are really fiery, really fast. Mm -hmm. It looks good on TV. I'm just not into the story right now. So I want to see something different. Yeah, we'll see how this develops. What's your thoughts on Hook, Tammy? Great debut. It, it, um, I was surprised that they let him win. First first one out the gate. But mm -hmm. uh, I think he did a good, fair enough job, you know, with it. But um, I don't know. Fuego, you know, he's so popular. And so it's kind of an interesting choice that he got like somebody that has a lot of support just right away and won right away. So I thought, hmm, that's an interesting choice. But well, it was who, good. They wouldn't I'm have not been blown able to away, choose. but it was good. Hmm? They, they couldn't have chosen anybody else to put Hook over on his debut match the way Fuego did because anybody else, you're going you're gonna to feel like maybe it wasn't fair for them to yeah, have to lose true. a match like that. With Fuego, it's kind of like he's expendable, really. We love him, but yeah, give him the hook. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. see, I see your point. Yeah, like he's lost a few times. He's lost yeah, more I, than he's won. True. That's that. I can't very see. Good point. I can't see Hook having a winning debut against really anyone else that, it, and it wouldn't have looked stupid. True. Yeah. Serpentico. Yeah. Serpentico, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Serpentico. Oh. All maybe right. So we'll get soon. Yeah, maybe. So now we're on to the last match here. We're at Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby! baby. Boom! <laughs> oh, I love Adam Cole so much. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I could watch Adam Cole fight every week, and every week I would be just as excited. That's and awesome. Crowd reaction is everything in this business. So to watch him go out there and get the boom and, and the whole baby, and it's all love. But then... Uh, you know, he always gets a huge pop. So is it just because people like to do it or is it because they actually like him? I'm starting to wonder about that a little bit. <laughs> right. um, and speaking of pops, I mean, Best Friends got a nice pop on that one too. They yeah. did, for sure. I, I think Wheeler Yuta is an awesome wrestler. Um, as far as this match is concerned, I thought that they matched up well. It was nice to see Adam Cole go up, go up against somebody that has the skill that Wheeler Yuta does. You know, to yeah. really see, because like I didn't experience Adam Cole when he was wrestling and what R ROH was he wrestling or next NXT, right? He was doing uh, so he was he was in ROH back in the day, um, him and a bunch of other guys I love. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he went over to the the big New York company. He was doing their uh, what do they call it? Their um, shit, their developmental brand mm -hmm. uh, NXT. Mm -hmm. So. He was he was a top star over there, but he still deserved more as a top star. They should have pushed him to the fucking moon. I can't believe they let him leave. Mm -hmm. um, but they do that with everybody that's good, apparently. So mm -hmm. um, fuck them. They're stuck now. Uh, mm -hmm. Adam Cole is not going anywhere anytime soon. No. He's so talented. He's so over. He's great on the mic. He's got all the right people around him. There's plenty mm -hmm. of people that want to fight him and plenty of people I want to see him fight. So... Yeah, like I said, every week, bring him. It's a, it's like Brian Danielson. I can't get enough. Nice. Yep. What are your thoughts, Tammy? Why? How do you, how you feel about him? 
about Adam? Yeah. How do I feel about him in general? Just how did you feel about the match? How do you feel about Adam Cole being in AEW? <laughs> I think he's a lot of fun. I do. I, I like, uh, I think he's a, he's, he's definitely, since we're new, we didn't have all this history with him, but since day one, he's been a great wrestler. Um, he sparkles. Uh, he's fun. He's just like that dude that you want to be like, that's like, like you said, he's like the guitar player, but he can bat and that's a little bit of a jerk, but he can back his shit up. So like, he's kind of cool too, all at the same time. Oh, Yuta yeah. is, I've always liked Yuta from day one, as far as his wrestling goes, his character bores me to death. So I don't know. I feel like, uh, everything fell in that match as it should. Right. Yeah. Adam Cole's definitely that guitar player. That's like, he knows he's good. He's a little bit of a dick, but he's kind of cool to hang out with, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I can right. hang with this dude. He's cool, you know? Right, like he's kind of an asshole, but you're not mad if people see you guys together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. All right, man. That wraps that up, man. So again, that was a great match. Probably setting up the whole best friends thing. For them again, you know that kind of carried over from Wednesday, which was really cool. So I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see Trent wrestle at some point too. I'm sure he's going to get in that mix and probably wrestle Adam Cole at some point, which will be fun. Um, and the, you know the whole you know getting the the Bucks in there against 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 those guys too is going to be a, a blast as well. So I'm definitely looking for yeah. it. So now next week we got Winter's coming. That seems to be now. Did this is the second one, right? Yeah, so they did Winter is Coming last year. That was Sting's debut, I believe. And that was what, kind of what it was themed around originally. Right. Um, they sort of like, they had him coming and they had, I think, did Matt Hardy come out that night too for the first time? Uh, he might Something have. Something like that. Um, but yeah, so the Winter is Coming thing, it's like a pay-per-view level show on cable. Gotcha. So it's, it's one of my favorite shows of the year because I don't, I don't pay for every pay-per-view because sometimes it's just a little too much. Uh, so to have, have a show like that in the middle of the week, I'm, I'm super excited for it. It's a big card. It's super stacked. There's a lot happening right now. Just in general, it's a great time to be a professional wrestling fan. More importantly, it's a great time to be a fan of AEW. I'm glad you guys got in when you did because it's starting to turn into something so wonderful. And every week it just gets better and better. I can't wait to see what happens this week. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be glued to my TV again. Um, Absolutely. It's going to be killer. Oh, no, it, it's, it's, it's definitely fun. It's definitely fun. All right, man, we're signing off. Hang on a second. I'll just stop the recording. Hang on.